imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance. Of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Jerk of All Trades podcast. It's time to go to work. Jerk of All Trades podcast. Episode number 21. Best of episode for you guys. Thanks for sticking with, with us. We love you. Ray, what's up, man? Yeah, we have uh, we have a great show lined up for you guys today, and we are going to put on display for you what separates us and what we do well, and that is changing the freaking world with our podcast. And so we are going to present to you the best of the universal call-out. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun one, so... Uh, we should probably give the uh, the listeners a little bit of background on the Universal Callout and kind of how that came to be. So, oh yeah. So basically, this started from an episode where Eddie and I went to the float tank. It was the first time that Eddie had ever gone to a float tank. Woohoo! And so I brought him to a float tank, and uh, Eddie at some point came up with an idea. I was talking about the movie Altered States, oh, and yes. in that movie. Uh, <laughs> the main character ends up turning into a monkey uh, via yeah. going into a float tank. So Eddie came up with the brilliant idea of putting a monkey in a float tank and what would happen. And so I <laughs> threw it out into the universe that I wanted a fun monkey story to come into existence for us. Yeah. And the next week I didn't really get a uh, monkey story. I got a gorilla story about a guy who was running a marathon in a gorilla costume. Yeah. Close enough. And the next week we it got for me. We got a decent monkey story. We got a monkey uh, monkeys on the loose in Florida, and then, <laughs> uh, then the next week we had uh, they were the same exact type of monkey. I believe it was the Reese's monkey was on the fucking loose in India and stealing people's beer, banging and all the other <laughs> chick monkeys, banging all the monkeys, and so they were going to give the monkeys birth control, and that kind of birthed. Uh, <laughs> uh, no pun intended or maybe intended Didn't. the universal call out. And so basically what the universal call out is, is it's synchronicity at play. I'm a huge fan of Mr. Carl Jung and he talks about synchronicity a lot and basically influencing the world via your thoughts and your ideas. And so we're utilizing the platform of the jerk of all trades podcast. To well, the coolest thing about it is it's completely random. Yes. Every week it's different. It's not the same. It's different every single time, and we never know what it's going to be. Yeah, so it kind of started, you know, you know, I threw out monkeys just because I thought it was fun, and so we kind of talked about uh, how are we going to come up with our topics. We're just going to randomly pick things, and that didn't really seem like it made a lot of sense because nah. and then it, it seems like we have an influence on it. Sure. And so I found a website where you can basically random, randomly select a you know set number of topics, and so every week we hit that, the randomizer, and we see what the universe or what the interwebs gives us, and then we see what the universe gives us after that. So there's been a lot of fun ones. Eddie, why don't you tell them about Bats? Oh, Bats was crazy. I thought nothing would ever top Bats. It still might be one of my favorites. Uh, it, was, it was relatively short, but uh, the Bat stories that we wanted didn't arrive but the bat stories that I think we all kind of needed yes, <laughs> eventually very arrived true. when we had tons of people getting into incidents with baseball bats. That was not what we thought. Not we thought bats the bats. animal. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, and it kind of just 
We wanted Jeff Sessions to be attacked by uh, wild rabid bats. Yeah, it just kind of stemmed from the monkey story, the monkeys in the float tanks, to uh, the bats, to the randomizer, to the bats. And then bats went crazy. And from there, it just kind of took off. Yeah, then the next week after the violence of that and uh, talking about how the universe misunderstood us, we got Buddhism, which I thought was hilarious because obviously nonviolence. And we have had a lot of other fun ones. We had uh, puppets, uh, which brought about the Kanye West puppet show thing. Uh, oh, yeah. We had the dolls with the evil dolls. We just, Accordions! We had accordions, which we didn't think would deliver. Um, and yeah. it didn't deliver as well as everything else did. We but accordions kind of suck anyway. Yeah. We had to make it hard. That was when, that was like the crest of uh, you know, the universal call out. It was like, all right, bats too easy, Buddhism too easy. Like all these topics are way too easy. Let's challenge ourselves here and go with like, you know, the least newsworthy topic and we still came out with three mother hugging stories so absolutely absolutely so yeah yeah uh and yeah every week we uh you know we basically hit that randomizer and we see what the universe brings us and it always brings us good things so here you have it the best of the universal call out episode right yes yes absolutely let's get right to it so uh we'll be back at the end of the show with our newest uh universal topic and uh selecting a new topic after that so uh, stick to the end for some new stuff at the end. Yes. Function of our brain. The monkey robot the blowjob <laughs> machine. Maybe we'll have a fun. I'm hoping for a fun monkey story next week. Now we uh, we've we've talked about monkey. We're going to the zoo. We've next talked week. about monkeys quite a bit. So I'm hoping. Let's hope for a fun uh, monkey story to somehow come uh, into the, uh, the the popular uh, forefront of uh, the mainstream news, and hopefully we'll get to talk about that. And hopefully it won't be the uh, the harem bee. I think it was a gorilla, so it's not a monkey. But uh, mm. yeah. So if you remember uh, last week, uh, I threw it out at the end. We were uh, we were talking about the uh, the float tank. Eddie had the brilliant idea of what if we took a monkey and we put a monkey in a float that tank. That is correct. And so I threw it out into the world that I wanted a fun, fun fucking monkey story to come into existence for this week's podcast. And uh, you comes know, comes with an asterisk. Yes, it does. It comes with it's an a asterisk. Gorilla. Uh, it's a gorilla, so it's not technically a uh, not te- but, you know, not technically a monkey. But you know what? Uh, this an amazing t- feat, nonetheless. This this ties into a previous topic we talked about in uh, episode two, I believe. Two, three. I don't two. know. Six six days. I think it was London uh, Marathon. Yeah, it was uh, episode two. We talked about the guy who drank beer at every marathon. So uh, oh, the beer. <laughs> the uh, so this ties together with this this uh, this guy actually he's a, a police officer uh, in London and uh, he just ran a fucking twenty six mile uh, marathon. His name's Tom Harrison and he goes by the name of Mister Gorilla. And uh, the fun thing is that uh, he did it dressed as a fucking gorilla. And even better than that. Super impressive. Even better than that, he actually did the whole entire marathon. He didn't just run in the goddamn gorilla suit. He actually did it like a gorilla would do. So he did it on all fours. Um, it took him a long, long fucking time to do. Six days. Um, and he actually did it for a good reason. Uh, he did it for a gorilla organization. Uh, I'm sure they do some That's true. Some, uh, right some cool shit. Uh, they are dedicated to conserving gorillas in Rwanda, Uganda. Um, and the Democratic Republic of he the Congo. He got less money for this than the fucking uh, 250 grand for that uh, Black Mirror shit. Yeah, yeah, he definitely did not get that. An angel investor, and, 250 uh, Ken, grand. Ken, this guy, 73 pounds. Kendall Jenner got 363,000 American dollars to make one Instagram post about the Fire Festival. This guy got 23,000 euros that they donated to charity. We're slacking, so man. It's uh, it's pretty fucking cool. And uh, you know what? I'm upset 
that I didn't get a monkey story, but I think the most logical thing to happen here is for charity, we need to throw this guy into a float tank. Oh shit. All, for sure. And all proceeds get go. I'm a blowjob robot too. Right. All, <laughs> all you're thinking what I'm thinking. Two great minds think alike. Uh we uh we want all of that money to go back to the jerk of all trades charity for us <laughs> to get a blowjob robot. And Was this you in the gorilla suit? I am. That's what I, know. I am not at liberty to discuss. I'm suspicious right now. Uh, it may or may not have getting the side eye. I believe that. Uh, yeah, my uh, my name might be Mister Gorilla. So, it's yeah. Like stage or gone, Ray? Uh, I was. Uh, <laughs> I I well, you know what? We we podcasted last Thursday, and I immediately headed out and did this fucking marathon, <laughs> and. Then I came back. And, and you're like, Eddie's going to buy me a blowjob robot. <laughs> I really wanted the monkey story. <laughs> it's close. I, no, I it's really. super close. I really wanted the monkey story. So I created this uh, this character, Mr. Oh. Gorilla. <laughs> and I immediately <laughs> left. This for six I left the, pod, the, the Jerk of All Trades podcast headquarters to go to this fucking marathon. And uh, I slept on people's couches and such. And I raised a bunch of money for charity. And uh, that wasn't the real reason why I did it. That's awesome. Bro. I did it because. I want a goddamn blowjob robot. Yeah. <laughs> I want, That's why I would do it. You know how we would have got through this marathon a lot quicker? Self-driving robot bang bus. Oh, dude. Robot golf cart. Ooh. I'm. You know what I'm waiting for next week? I'm waiting for a robot gorilla story. I'm waiting for a robot gorilla story. I'm going to throw that one out there. Just gonna say that a robot gorilla, man. That would be if we can if we can keep human. compounding these fucking stories week after week. Turn a gorilla into a human. <laughs> He'd fuck everybody up. I mean, a gorilla would fuck everybody up Unless regardless. Tranquilizer on, tranquilizer on him like right away. Tranquilizer like, will fuck him. you up, man. If anybody's got some tranquilizers and they want to donate those to the podcast, or you suicidal, we, we will have we will have a tranquilizer. Well, you go into uh, ket- ketamine is a uh, is a tranquilizer. It's an animal tranquilizer, and uh, you know people use that as a uh, as a psychedelics. You know, go into a go into a K hole. So. Um, a little bit like going into the float tank. So yeah, let's uh, let's let's dress somebody up in a gorilla suit. We'll give them a bunch of ketamine. We'll throw them in the float tank, and then we'll open that shit up and we'll see what the fuck happens. You know, Dude, what? That'd be overpowering. Yeah, yeah. This is just getting more and more. This bizarre. guy's commitment needs to be like applauded, though. Absolutely. Six days he did this shit every yeah. fucking day on his hands and legs. It was pretty tough for me, but uh, it was worth it in the end. So yeah. <laughs> I was not this guy. This, uh, yeah, this was definitely not me. But uh, yeah, uh, big ups to this guy. Big ups to you. Good, uh, good fucking, uh, good karma is coming your way. Do a little debut once again. So earlier we talked about the monkey story that we were able to throw out into the world, which is proof that if you speak something into the universe, yes. The universe will respond back. Synchronicity, to you. man. Yes. If you if you put out energy to something and you truly believe in it and you don't let your own mind fuck it up, that shit will become a reality when you least expect it. And you know what? We had one week, we had a gorilla. It wasn't quite a monkey. Then we had week two, and we had a monkey story. It was all right. This week we had a great monkey story. So <laughs> the the new fucking uh theme on the show here is going to be the universal call-out for a topic for the Jerk of All Trades podcast. And so Eddie and I talked about it, and it's like, man, what is the topic going to be? What are we going to make it be? And then I thought, that's really against the point, because what that does is that puts your own mind into it, and that's how you fuck your shit up. 
So what we're going to do is I found a website and it basically randomly selects a number of topics and we're going to, I'm on the website right now and I'm going to hit refresh and there's going to be four topics and Eddie and I are basically going to see what the topics are and we're going to amongst ourselves decide what is the topic and then we're going to throw out in the world. Are we going to speak about the four topics or do I, are we just, we can, no, we can, uh, we can, yeah, let's, uh, let's, we'll let them know what the four topics are and then we will amongst ourselves decide what is the topic that we're going to throw out there. Then we're going to put our energy out and we're going to hope that it comes, becomes a reality. So it'll come. All right. So we are here. I'm hoping the four words that come up is Eddie wins the lottery. I don't <laughs> think those are the things that are going to happen. Come on, generator. Randomize that motherfucker. All right. So refresh. It's random. You never know. All right. So we got blacksmiths, Africa, mountaineering, and bats. What Ooh. is what is your choice? I don't hate bats. I actually like bats. It's the first thing that I um, I really connected with. So bat story. Yes. So we had robots. We, we had robots and monkeys. Then, then we had monkeys. And then last week we came up with the idea that we were gonna basically have a section of the show called the Universal Callout. And in the Universal Callout, basically what we were gonna do, we went onto a website that randomly generates four topics or however many topics we want. We picked four, and we did that at the end of the show. And then. Eddie and I picked from those four things, and we both chose bats was what we were drawn to. I believe blacksmithing, bats. Africa. Mountaineering. Mountaineering and bats. <laughs> and What would have happened if we picked mountaineering? Uh, yeah, that would have been interesting. We definitely did not do that. We, went, we didn't go with it, but uh, who knows what would have happened. So we went with bats, and I think both of us kind of were thinking of the animal bats. We yeah. kind of talked about just. That's where I was going with it. I believe Eddie said that Jeff Sessions might get attacked by a bat on LSD and rip his eyeballs out. Fuck yeah. And uh, that did not happen. And instead, what we caused, we caused a uh, shockwave into the universe in which every motherfucking person out there was getting beaten by baseball bats. (laughs) And that's not even an understatement. This isn't what we were asking for. No, we were not. We were asking for bats to attack really, really shitty Republicans who want to uh, bring back mandatory minimum sentences. And instead, what we got was... A bunch of people being beaten by bats. So let's fucking talk about that, Eddie. Why don't you Why don't you this drop a couple of uh, the instances? Because well, there's God many. Damn it, man, we, we were talking about bats last week, and we have one, two, three, four, five, six, six stories. We can't even keep track of these fucking things. Of fucking people getting the beat down with a motherfucking baseball bat. Yeah, it's too much. Too much, man. Um, the newest one that just happened was this little boy at a Yankee game. Uh, Chris Carter. He plays for the Yankees. I don't know if he's a DH or a first baseman. But to his back bat broke, uh, swinging the bat, hitting the baseball, and, and the piece of the bat flew into the stands, and the bat nails this little kid. The sad thing is, is that it wasn't even just a regular ass kid; it was like a disabled kid. His oh, leg was no. already in a goddamn brace. God damn now it. he gets hit in the face with a baseball bat because we are jerks and because we throw it out that we want to get a good bat story. Instead, we get tons of really <laughs> we get a shitty bats. Hit in the face with a bat. That wasn't what we meant, universe. And this is only number one. We did not want that. And instead of getting some cool, you know, bats doing cool things and I don't know, turning into vampires are real or something. Instead, we get yeah. things like uh, the. The Ariana Grande uh, tribute that was happening in uh, Birmingham. This, yeah, England. This happened in England. Yeah, we uh, we had a guy that came in with uh, with an axe and what the the website was describing as a stick. It's a bat. We looked at the goddamn pictures. It's a motherfucking bat. 
He had a goddamn bat. We we had a 32-year-old woman who killed a 57-year-old woman with a baseball bat. That was crazy. Um, Even more interesting is that uh, they said that she was always seen or often seen with a bat. This bitch just be walking around with with a bat. Try me, bitch. If you are not Chris Carter or some other baseball player. I'm tired of you complaining about my parking spot. I'm going to hit you with this damn thing. If you're walking around with a baseball bat all goddamn day, you're bound to do something God bad. And if JOAT it. throws it out into the universe, you're probably going to beat someone to death. And that was not what we wanted. Another crazy one, 18-year-old arrested for using a bat in Jacksonville, Florida. Full video online. It's crazy, too. Uh, she hit two people in the head and smashed a car window. Yeah, she went fucking buck Go wild. Go the video if you haven't buck seen it Buck fucking yet. wild. Uh, then uh, the one of my favorite ones, we had uh, <laughs> bat-wielding robbers were smashing up a mall jewelry store. Um, they were masked guys. And I believe when I read this story, the only thing, the only thing I could think of was, was it the Warriors? And I would come out like, Warriors! Come out and play. <laughs> I, I don't know if Eddie, since Eddie's never seen the Toxic Avenger, I assume he's never seen the Warriors. I've seen the Warriors on Have Netflix. Have you? Oh, shit. I did not enjoy it. Oh, you did not like it? I'm sorry. It was C plus at best. Oh, uh, okay. But you know what? That was that was what I that was what I thought of. It was the the fucking baseball furies from the Warriors or uh heading out there and you know, causing fucking havoc with <laughs> baseball bats. And so. then this ain't even the end of it. No, Last it continues one, on. An off-duty correctional officer beaten by his teen son in Anaheim with a motherfucking baseball bat. You guessed it. This all happened in the span of seven days. Was Buddhism, which was yeah. perfect, perfect, the complete antithesis. This is uh, right up Ray's alley. Right, this was uh, completely opposite to what we, uh, the violence that we had, because you know <laughs> Buddhism is nonviolence, and so we had Buddhism, and so let's fucking talk about that, and let's talk about uh, what came of that. So Eddie, want to yeah, hit him a little bit? We got a couple stories this week about Buddhism. It's yeah. one of the world's most major religions. It has a rich history of philosophy, psychology, and metaphysics. And interesting enough, the Dalai Lama says that the brain comes from consciousness. Yes, so absolutely. It's what what consciousness delivers to the brain. Yeah, you're, you're what what makes you human. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know the the world is very mathematical, and you know if you break it down to that level, like you know you're basically the experience that you you are having right now is this mathematical information that your brain is processing and then uh, projecting back out. And uh, you are basically creating this image of the world. And so uh, Buddhism is very rooted. uh, Obviously there's a lot of tenets of Buddhism, but uh, you know, one of those things is, is that your, you know, your mind creates the reality that you are experiencing and that via a bunch of different methods, uh, one of which being uh, sitting meditation and, uh, and mindfulness, you can basically start to kind of control that and you can kind of morph that and change that and, you know, basically change your reality. And so, you know, that's, you know, one of the major things of Buddhism. And so, uh, we had, we had a couple fun, uh, Buddhism stories that came out this week, but, uh, there's another uh, portion of this that came of it. So I'll let Eddie hit his uh, story that he found that kind of connected with him. And then I'll, Tell my my well, story. It wasn't that much I... of a story. It's just a background on uh, uh, Buddhism about silencing your mind, monkey. And uh... but it was it was about entrepreneurs who are basically oh, yeah, u- yeah, yeah. utilizing uh, utilizing mindfulness. 
meditation and mindfulness to basically be able to uh, deal with a lot of the anxieties and the stresses that come from, you know, trying to do something. The everyday grind to be an entrepreneur. Right, right. Uh, you know, you're you're trying to you're trying to do a lot of things, and you're trying to you know grow whatever business or whatever thing that you're trying to do, which we're doing here too. And uh, obviously, there's a lot of stresses and anxieties and such with that yeah. and apprehensions. And so you can basically use mindfulness to kind of see what's going on in your brain, and you can kind of you know, control that a bit more and be able to deal with those things better. And so I think you can do that, you know, as an entrepreneur, but you can do that really as anyone. Yeah. Even without being an entrepreneur, practicing quiet meditation, Yes, 15 minutes a day, if you got it every day to sit in a dark, quiet room, uh, and just, uh, clear your mind, clear your mind, embrace the quiet, embrace, you know, so few people do it. Yeah. So few people do it. And you, know? you will come out refreshed, feeling good. Me and Ray actually uh, meditated today. Yes, which we minutes. will we will definitely be hitting yeah, we'll, we'll hit and talking later, about that. Coming out of it, I felt like I'd just taken a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I was awake the whole time, obviously. But if it felt good and if I felt refreshed. Yeah, that's that. one of the big things with meditation for me is that so you have your everyday waking reality and what you experience every day. And even if you don't fully realize it, and I think a lot of people do, but I mean, it's very mentally taxing. You know, you constantly have this stimuli that's like coming out you from all directions and you have you know the way that your brain like i talked about the way your brain processes this information and so you have sure. all of these things that you are consciously you got, a job, you got your wife you got your kids you got right. bills you got this whatever you got whatever that, you have traffic you know just everything right it, it, wear, it wears down on you but uh you have those things that you are aware that you are like basically all these things are happening around you and you choose what to dial in on. And there are still all of these other things that make it into your subconscious mind and you don't realize that. And so your brain, your body, your spirit, your soul really gets weighed down by all of that stuff. And so uh, basically what meditation does is it really like, as you, you're not sleeping, you're not awake fully. I mean, you are, but it's this weird bridge world between those two realities. And so, um, you know, I, I get a little bit into the, uh, into the dream stuff and the, uh, you know, the, um, you know, delving into all the symbolism and such of my dreams. And, uh, so, you know, I, I totally get how that, allows you to kind of deal with some of that, but this is kind of a, a different type of thing, you know, like, uh, lucid dreaming is something that I'm, I'm very into. Uh, but this is like that, but kind of different in that you're still more aware. And as you sit more and you do more meditation, you become more aware of your monkey mind and the way that that works and how you can, you know, hopefully start to control that and start to like, not let these thoughts and things that, um, you know, affect you, affect you as much. And so the more that you do it, the more, um, the more aware of the world and the way that it works and the more you can appreciate the good things in the world, or at least that's the way that I look at it. So, sure. yeah. And I read a quote here that says for Buddhism, people are disturbed, not by events, but by the way, by the view they take of, of them. A hundred, hundred percent. So, it, so it's not what, what's happening to you. It's, it's how your you perception. Perceive, yeah. How you perceive it happening. Absolutely. So the, the human mind is a very, very funny thing and it chooses to, you know, have a certain experience and remember things in a certain way. And if you went back and you actually saw the way that it actually played out, you would see that 
it's not quite what you remember it being. You know, it's like the way that, you know, you may think that people think a certain way of you and they have a certain perception of you and, uh, you know, you become very anxiety ridden about that. And then you really realize, you know, who cares? most people think of about themselves and their own experiences so much more than they think about you. And the percentage they think about you is just much, much more minuscule than the amount that you think about yourself. And it's really just you allowing your own perception of your reality to drag you down and in meditation um, allows you to be able to handle that. It releases it uh, quite a bit better. Uh, the uh, So I wanted to talk about this story that I had was uh, there is uh, basically in, uh, I believe this is in, is this in Thailand? I think this is in Thailand, but uh, there is, uh, yeah, it's in Thailand. They are actually uh, installing a speed limit monk in uh, vehicles. And the, the goal of this is to keep people more mindful of, you know, they're driving and hopefully start to save life, slow down, drive a little bit more safely yeah. uh, because they're seeing this, you know, this Buddhist monk that they worship. And uh, it actually uh, it plays like a, a little uh, a little jingle jangle uh, preaching voice thing when you're driving too fast. Right. So uh, I, I thought that was like an interesting, you know, I, I can't imagine what would happen here if we had like a little fucking uh, uh, a buddy Jesus there. Uh, I tell you right now, if I had a little Kathy Griffin sitting on my dashboard and she had to tell a joke every time I was driving too fast. Fast, I would drive the speed limit immediately. I might actually drive off a fucking <laughs> yeah. cliff. So <laughs> I that might, might just not get be a head-on collision, just end it all. That, uh, if I have to hear one more shitty Kathy Griffin joke, it's over. Yeah, so uh so as we said, uh so I as I've stated on the podcast before and uh so I've I've been into this type of stuff for uh, quite a number of years and I have meditated um probably thousands and thousands of hours by this point. And, um, so it's definitely not a new experience for me. Uh, Eddie, um, I think, uh, can you, can you confirm, have you had, you know, I know we did the flow tank. What, what kind of experience do you have with meditation aside from that? I've tried to meditate, uh, a couple years ago and I'm just not very good at it. My monkey mind is all over the place. Kind of similar to when, when I was in the float tank, uh, early on, how my mind was just like, just in constant motion. I couldn't control it. I couldn't get it to quiet down. Today, actually, I was able to get it to quiet down quite a bit, um, more so than I've... I don't know if it's because of the blindfold and the head, uh, the earplugs. Wait, I got you in the right mindset, and I, I definitely guided you a bit. So instead of I doing... I think it might have been the pillow. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it, it helps, for it sure. It helped. It helped me a lot. I think that... Uh, so we actually did not do mindfulness. Uh, what we actually... So I started on uh, basically a form of transcendental meditation. I find that having a mantra is a good intro rather than like watching the breath or... Uh, like I, I've done, uh, like loving kindness, uh, meditation. I've done a lot of different types of meditation, uh, Vipsana, uh, but I find that mantra, med- mantra based meditation is, it really gives you like a, um, a core thing to go back to. And so I, uh, I gave Eddie, uh, a mantra to go back to. And so I'm sure that that definitely helped. Oh yeah. Um, and I think too, that the fact that like, no matter what. So when I meditate, I mean, even after thousands of hours, when I meditate, a lot of times I'm like, I think of all these reasons why I need to stop meditating and I need to like get this done or I need to get that done or whatever it might be. And so when you're really like forced to like, you have got to do it. Like there was no way that I was not going to sit there for 30 minutes. Cause I had to sit there for 30 minutes. Eddie was doing it and it was going to be part of the podcast. So I had to do it. And so when you're really like, you have no other choice 
and you break past, um, you know, that level where your mind is just a fucking mess and you start to get to those good levels and you come out of it and you just feel so much better. And, oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to try to go five minutes a day, baby steps, five five minutes yes. a day, every day, just to make see a if practice I can get there. Of, make a practice of it. That's a big thing of it, too, is um, even, you know, obviously the meditation itself is helpful, but just having, like, a ritual and a thing that you're doing that you're focusing on is really, really important. And, you know, whatever it might be, uh, it definitely is helpful. And so I uh, want to, like – what kind of experiences can you tell them about? And then I'll tell them a little bit about my experience from today. Oh, from today? Yes. Um, I just had overall good feelings after. Nothing too much during. It was just me repeating the mantra and pretty much thinking about how awesome our podcast was going to be today. But, uh, yeah, after it was all over with, I felt good, man. I felt good. It felt like I had taken a nap, even though, like, I was wide awake the whole time. Uh, it really eased my mind, calmed my mind, got me in the right place actually for the podcast, yeah. to be yeah. honest with you. And um, when I came up out of that, it was hard to stand up. <laughs> Coming out of there, I was in half yeah, half yeah. Uh, Lotus. Half Lotus, I yes. was in half Lotus. My ankle was killing me after the 30 minutes, so I'm going to dial it down a little bit if I do it at home. But uh, it, it was cool. It was definitely cool, and it's something I want to continue on with to see awesome. if I can reach the levels that you'd reached uh, today. Yeah, and you know what? I And, and from that, I want to say, so, you know, I, as I said, I've done it a lot, and uh, I, obviously – I'm and maybe not obvious to you, but uh, the listener here, but um, I'm not an expert, nor do I claim to be an expert. There are monks and, you know, just whatever people that spend their entire lifetimes in sitting meditation to try to reach enlightenment. And I'm goddamn not enlightened and I'm nowhere near it. But um, I've had a lot of really, really bizarre and interesting experiences doing meditation. I've had a lot of really, really awesome and blissful, fucking happy experiences doing meditation. And I've had a lot of just like fucking bad what I would, you know, and that's a label that I put on it, but you know, a, a bad experience, um, you really? know, much like psychedelics, you know, I come out sometimes and I'm like, man, that was a fucking wreck, dude. Damn. Like I spent 25, 30 minutes and like, it feels like a wreck. Like I feel like a wreck, you know, I don't walked out feeling shittier than, uh, no, no, I, I don't think, I, I don't think that's it. But I mean, I think that that's important because just like psychedelics, when I talked about the bad trips, it's that same type of thing where, you know, it's not a bad meditation. If you just do it, that's the big thing that I always tell people when mm. I talk about meditation is that, yeah. Um, you know, they're like, oh, I'm not a good meditator or, you know, whatever, whatever. And it's like, dude, if you are meditating, you are doing well. Like it's all about the practice itself. And if you're placing some sort of expectations on it, then you're actually kind of missing the point of meditation. But um, anyway, like I said, I've had some really, really bizarre experiences. So um, I thought I would talk a little bit about uh, my experience today. So uh, we did 30 minutes. Uh, normally what I do is about 20 to 25 minutes. Um, and beyond that is honestly, it starts to get a bit tough. 25 minutes I found is a pretty good sweet spot for me. Uh, but anyway, we did 30 today. And uh, so yeah, things have been kind of crazy in my life right now. And so, uh, so, uh, you know, I, uh, I meditated, it was uh, actually a different place than I normally meditate. I have, uh, in our podcast room here, I have a whole, uh, little, uh, kind of ritual, uh, meditation table with a, a bunch of, uh, accoutrements and stuff and things that really inspire me that get me in the right place of mind or, uh, the, the right frame of mind to meditate, uh, incense, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, some, uh, I got a Buddha statue, uh, Kali, I've got a bunch of stuff on there. Uh, but anyway, I meditated, uh, in a different room today because I wanted to let Eddie uh, kind of have that experience down here. So, um, so I started meditating and, uh, one big thing that I get a lot, and I talked about this on the float tank thing. Uh, I had 
I get these like kind of energy or electrical charges that kind of go through my body. And, uh, it's like this tension that's like built up in my body. And it's just like these like kind of like electrical shock waves that kind of go through my body. And, um, it kind of causes my body to, to twitch and, uh, my muscles to spasm a bit. And, uh, I just feel this really crazy, like energy going through me. And, uh, so that'll go on for, I mean, I don't really know cause time kind of ceases to exist a little bit in, uh, in the meditation world. And so they go on for, you know, whatever. And then eventually they like subside and I kind of start to like, feel like I'm going into the next level, I guess would be the best way to describe it. And I feel like, uh, I feel like, you know, more calm or whatever. And hopefully like my, my thoughts subside a little bit more. And, um, you know, I keep going back to my mantra and all these thoughts are going through my head and maybe like I find myself chasing them a bit and eventually they just like, you know, I, I kind of see that and I kind of like gently go back to my mantra and eventually they go away and it's like the next thing. And it really makes you aware of like what's going on in your brain every day that you just don't realize. And so, uh, so anyway, you know, I, I, I had that happening a lot. And, uh, so a little bit later on in the experience, um, I basically, so everyone has this and, uh, you know, maybe, you know, depending on what you're into, maybe this might sound a little crazy, but you know, you have that voice inside of your head, which is you, but it's not you. And, uh, it kind of talks to you in the third person. And, uh, so this, this thing kind of talked to me in the third person, but in a much different way that I was, I'm more aware of, um, than normal. And, you know, basically said like, you are going to reach a different level today and uh and don't be scared and just Hell accept yeah. it and just like you know that was like, actually me uh telekinetically speaking yeah, it's very me. it's very possible we're all we're all connected <laughs> we're all made of the same shit so it's possible so uh so you know i i heard it and you know whatever i just you know i tried to not attach to it too much whatever you took it in and took it for what it was absolutely and uh so towards the end of the meditation session you know i had the the kind of electrical car, uh, charge thing going on in my body and uh, it was pretty intense and uh so anyway it uh it finally just subsided and all of a sudden i just like like not my conscious mind i just felt my head like move upward towards the sky and I, my head actually did move upward and it was like i was being like dr- my head was being drawn up into the stratosphere into the cosmos and uh my head you know was pointed completely up and all of a sudden like like this weight like i felt like there was this like giant weight on me and i just like literally felt it like just like if you just like you know, you were fucking wearing some clothes and they just like, they were super heavy and they had a bunch of weight on it and you just like, you detach them and they just like fell to the ground. Like I just felt that feeling come through my body and there was just this like calm that just came over me. Like weightlessness? Yes, absolutely. And the, it just dropped and my head just became like a balloon and I just felt myself just like floating in the fucking stratosphere, like um, just becoming one with everything around me. And, um, this lasted for, honestly, at this point, I'm not sure, because like I said, there was no fucking time in this and it was just like, just an amazing, amazing feeling. And then I said, uh, I set a timer. I've got a meditation timer on my phone and, uh, and it rang and like, as it rang once again, subconsciously, like not like aware of doing it, like my head just like from going like at full tilt up, just went full tilt down and my chin just like came down to my chest and I just like, I fell down and, uh, I, I gave it like 30 seconds to just like, just allow that fucking awesome, awesome energy to be going through me. And then it was done. I opened my eyes and I came back into reality and, um, yeah. So 
That's what we're striving for, Ray. We're trying to get on that level. Absolutely. So you know what? And, and once again, I want to state that it's not about that experience. Like if I attach myself to that and the next time I meditate, I'm like, man, I want to get that feeling again. Then I've lost, I've lost track of why I'm meditating um, because I don't want to do that because, you know, like you said, it's, uh, it's not the actual experiences. It's your interpretation of the experiences. And if you are interpreting things as negative or positive, like you are placing a label on it and nothing is inherently positive or negative. And so you just need to, you know, step off that a little bit. And, uh, yeah. So absolutely good times. Yes, new experiences yes. here on the jerk of all trades podcast. You learn something new every week. Universal call out from last week. So yeah, um, we've, we've got another week of universal call out. Uh, and you know, this kind of this whole subject on the show kind of happened out of nowhere. Um, you know, we had some, uh, some monkey stories that we were calling for, and then we had some monkey stories that came out that were kind of shitty and eventually we got cool monkey story. And so we kind of turned it on into a little thing on the show. And then, uh, yeah, we had, uh, last week was Buddhism. We had some fun topics the week before we had people getting beat the fucking death by baseball bats. Yeah, yeah. That was oh, not forget about the robots uh yeah we ro- started talking about robots and the next week there was a robot terminator ro- robots and then there's blowjob robots uh and a blowjob <laughs> r.i.p R- R- blowjob robot but yeah, that's uh sad. La- last week uh we didn't have the best topics to pick from but we both chose potatoes and uh, uh right now we're at the point where we can just fuck with r- it right? we really can, i mean we can we may i think this week we picked the shittiest subject yeah I, and then let's see what happens the, so. the whole objective now is to not have any cool stories because right. it's just been so easy for us now yes so uh we have potatoes and i'll tell you what so the crazy fucking thing is so instantly so uh basically how i find the stories uh you know if they don't happen upon me i just kind of uh i write whatever this particular thing is in the news so like i thought it was hilarious that i had to write potato in the news um which apparently there's like multiple websites that are dedicated to just like all the newest potato happenings and apparently it's probably more for like potato farmers and stuff which we are oh, definitely sure. yeah. we're definitely not that but uh we had a, a couple of really fun stories that i wanted to talk about so uh the uh the first thing that i wanted to, uh, to bring up before i do this is uh <laughs> eddie had uh, eddie had sent me uh, a potato story and he titled it and uh he wrote potato he wrote uh p-o-t-a-t-o-e and uh <laughs> That's how I spell it. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and I couldn't help but laugh and then uh, respond to him. And uh, I, I basically brought up Dan, the Dan Quayle thing, but I didn't really kind of fully spell it out. And Eddie was confused on that. And so then I had to send him a whole article about uh, Dan Quayle and how his entire vice presidency was basically defined by the fact that he didn't know how to spell potato. <laughs> and not only that, he scolded a child on it. So Only in America. O- only in America. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, first story we had, uh, we basically had, there was a, a gun-wielding bandit. That was sought in a potato chip robbery. So a potato chip there robbery. Was a potato chip robbery. <laughs> it happened in San Francisco. Uh, oh man! Apparently, there was a guy that made off with several cans of potato chips. So I mean, we know what that is. He wasn't getting fucking Lay's stacks. He was getting goddamn Pringles. They don't want to oh, name yeah. it, but uh, he was maxing those Pringles. <laughs> I, I can't imagine what would happen with that, but uh, I guess he he uh, he whipped out a firearm. He demand, demanded the cashier fork, fork over the uh, the Pringles. I would speculate what kind of Pringles he got. I mean, you got to get fucking barbecue pringles uh other oh pe- for sure sour other- cream and onion and, no, barbe- and no, barbecue barbecue's got to be top actually for pringles give me some original if, if you got like fucking they, they have some weird flavors now don't get the fucking no weird, like, i don't i don't play with cinnamon that fucking like what the nobody fucking eats Ugh. that shit yeah on a pringle yeah, that's that's Ugh. a thing. They have some weird ass Pringles out there. Hell so, no. uh, that's story number one. Was uh, that number one from uh, the end of our podcast last week? So yeah, they, we actually had uh, literally 
when the podcast ended, the next day I looked up potato in the news and I saw the And the, that was the first fucking It was story. from like nine it was from like nineteen hours ago, which was basically literally like right exact after exact same time we brought, that we did the universal call. So like literally the universe like dropped this topic immediately as we said something. So and then uh, in looking into this, I thought it was hilarious that apparently uh not uh not two weeks ago there was actually a man who used a potato chip bag in a robbery attempt. So oh jeez. There was a guy uh, uh, who robbed a car wash in Northern California with an empty potato chip bag and <laughs> supposedly had a handgun. And uh, that had to have been Lay's. And then it uh, had to have been Lay's. He, he, dry, he probably wasn't a, if it was a Pringle can, he would have never got his fucking hand out. No, no. one would have believed that. Like, I have a real tiny gun in here, trust me. Yeah. Then he has to, like, have the cashier, like, pull the Pringles can off of him. Like, she just thinks he's, like, trying to get those last couple Pringles out he's of He's like, there. you're lying. It's a knife in that Pringles can. That ain't no gun. So, you don't scare me. <laughs> the man gestured the weapon was in the empty bag. The, the cashier saw it only held a piece of cardboard. And she called the, she called a co worker for help. Oh, my God. Oh, so man. She didn't even call the police. She just called, like, fucking Johnny that fucking, like, works in the back, fucking scrubbing, like, wheels. Like, hey, uh, hey, Johnny, can you come out here? This guy's got a piece of cardboard inside of a fucking Lay's bag, and he's trying to rob me. Uh, and then apparently the suspect fled on foot. Of course, he didn't have a car, but... <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's that story. And then uh, then we had another fun story. We had uh, there's uh, apparently this is happening in Australia. There is uh, there's this uh, existing um, basically quota of the amount of potatoes that you can grow there. It exists since the 1940s. And there's this guy. He's named the Spud King. And apparently he exceeded <laughs> the potato quota. And so he's being sued by the largest potato. Or sorry, he is the largest uh, potato. He grower. didn't get that nickname by accident. <laughs> but he was sued. By by the Potato Marketing Corporation for exceeding his uh, his potato quota. So damn. Um, yeah, I mean, just a fucking ridiculous universe. I mean, thank you once again. <laughs> You're just giving us so much. They knocked great. it out of the park again. You not you alien what? overlords. We thank hey, you. You know what? Let's not talk about knocking out of the park. Oh wait, we're not even too, finished. That, yet. that gets too close to the uh, to the baseball thing. And uh, yeah, if going back to the Dan Quayle thing. I was me and Ray. We keep in contact pretty frequently yes. during the week. And uh, I was working on the podcast, uh, I think it was Monday night, Sunday night or Monday night. And uh, I was sending Ray an email. And as I look up to the TV that I hadn't been paying attention to for roughly the last two hours or three hours, the college Women's College World Series was on, NCAA Softball World Series. It was in the, I believe, the bottom of the 14th inning. And there was a member of the Florida Gators holding up, wait for it. Waiting. A rally potato, <laughs> a fucking potato in her hand, waving it like it's a fucking wave uh, that potato in the air like you just don't care. Yeah, like it's the second coming or something. And I just couldn't believe it. I was just like, Ray, you're not going to believe this. I just looked up at my TV <laughs> and this chick is holding yeah. up a rally potato. Give me a break. What's going on here? You have Let's talk about the universal call out. Let's talk about our results with. Accordions. The accordions, man. So we, last week, the world is too much. We have just been dominating the universal call-out. And so last week we said, fuck it. We're going to throw six topics out, and we're going to pick the worst fucking one <laughs> out of all of them. It's going to be too easy. And what do we pick? Accordions. Accordions. There's no way that there could be weird fucking shit happening in the world with accordions. There was like an 85% chance we weren't going to get a story. But this wait. Week. But wait. We fucking did. Oh, and no. So let's talk Not about. Not just one. 
But not, two. Not just one, but two. <laughs> so, and and the the hilariousness of this. So, we ended the podcast last week, and we did our editing. Actually, I don't even know if I even edited the podcast. And I was like, let's look up accordions in the news just for spits and giggles right let's let's fucking let's see what's out there right and so we did and we found immediately a story that had just dropped like right before that and it was about a new weight loss surgery and it's called the accordion uh weight loss surgery and basically they fucking like they do some shit to your fucking stomach and they turn it into something that resembles an accordion and yeah, they basically stick a tube down your throat and suture it down. It's an endoscopic gastroplasmy, and um, it's apparently it's supposed to be supposed to be safer and more effective than the gastric bypass. So uh, yeah, man, if you're down for that fucking accordion tube getting shoved down your gullet and uh, yeah. stapled to your fucking stomach, you if can... you're probably pretty large, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you know whatever. Yeah, you can only eat as much as the tube will fit. So if it if it breaks out of that tube, if it does not fit, puke. you must quit. That's right. We friend. don't have an OJ story this week, but we might. So that that was num- story number one: the safer gastric bypass yes, so, called the accordion that people obese people are starting to use now. Yeah. So we we spent all week, or at least I spent all week looking for an accordion story, and I'm like. Yep. I can't fucking find another one. Like, we're just going to have to talk about the fact that we had an accordion story that happened right after we recorded the podcast, and that was fun. And then we're literally sitting here. We're getting ready for the podcast, and Eddie, why don't you hit him with the next thing? Story number two, accordion robbers in Sunningdale, England, for our English followers, stole more than fucking 200,000 euros worth of instruments in this past year from an accordion store who that does only that? sells accordions. They only sell accordions. They what got, the fuck? They got their ass robbed four times in the last year. More than $200,000 worth of euros of product got stolen. And the last time they got robbed was on April 23rd. <laughs> this story is from like 21 hours ago, even though the last robbery happened on April 23rd. They need fucking information. They need They're to find... They're looking for two guys. They got pictures on the website. So if you're in England... Check them out. Check them out. And you got a guy with a fucking... In the back, in the back of his fucking trunk, got accordions. He's trying to sell to you. You know he probably stole. <laughs> you know them there's a fucking, fucking problem. Store if you are buying England, <laughs> I feel like if you play the accordion, if you are buying your accordion out of the back of a fucking van, there is definitely a problem. I don't feel the, like there's a lot of overlap between accordion players and people that would support criminal activity. So uh, if that happens to you somehow, and that might be very bizarre, you should probably contact the authorities in England. So uh, once again, the jerk. Of all trades podcast, we are changing the fucking world. Who is stealing we, accordions? We are in. I don't get it. I was just scrolling through fucking Facebook, and all of a sudden, I see. Now, I want to say the crazy thing about this too is, so this happened ten years ago almost. How has no one ever heard about this before? You have Kanye West, one of the biggest fucking hip-hop artists and one of the biggest musical artists of the past decade by a long shot. You have Kim Kardashian, one of the biggest asses of the last decade, uh, you know, famous for, uh, you know, getting boned on uh, fucking camera. We talk about Kendall Jenner, her sister. I think they're they're sisters, right? They have different – who's famous for unknown reasons. Uh, But – and then this just randomly comes up the day after the podcast. God damn it, dude. We're fucking killing the fucking game with this, dude. It dude, fucking blows my mind. You know who else is killing the game? Uh, who? 
Fucking Kim Kardashian, man. Yeah, yeah. She just launched a makeup line yesterday, made 14.4 mil in 10 minutes. Where the fuck are you at, Paris Hilton? Fucking Kim Kardashian is raking in the money. She's milking that sex tape for all Uh, it's worth. Yeah, she's been milking (laughs) something. she might be milking some other things, She's milking her fucking udders, probably, but... And, um, you know, Have you seen that ass without Photoshop? I gotta tell you, like... It's not that attractive, but you know uh, what? I don't care. It don't matter to me. I'm not that selective. But uh, Paris Hilton had a sex tape, and Kim Kardashian had a sex tape, and Kim Kardashian's just killing the game right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Paris Hilton, where are you at? I haven't even heard of Paris Hilton in like fucking 10 years. Yeah, so let me let me talk about another thing that I read in this that just fucking was hilarious to me. So I'll, I'll read the quote. This is uh, from one of the dudes that actually like worked on the show. And uh, he said, I went to West's house. He had a great he had this great ceiling that had sort of a Sistine Chapel type mural painted on it with him on it. I remember thinking that was the ballerest thing I had ever seen in my life. He had a room just filled with clothes, just out of a Macy's warehouse kind of thing. He said, when I saw American Psycho, I felt like I'm a little bit like that Patrick Bateman character, but without the murders. <laughs> so, so uh, Eddie actually had never seen American Psycho. American Psycho is actually one of my absolute favorite, favorite movies of all time. I love the book. Um, I think it's an awesome, awesome movie, an awesome book. It's a great fucking uh, metaphor and connection between the yuppie culture of the 80s and uh, – fucking serial killers and so it is so funny to me that kanye west would see this movie and or read this book or whatever however he came about it and he would find this connection with this character who is so clearly self-absorbed such a motherfucking psycho psychopath sociopath um who just like you know repeats things that he heard and uh, and thinks that it somehow connects him with other human beings and uh i mean if you know anything about kanye west and i know a little bit not a ton um yeah that kind of that's actually very fitting so you know you know what i want to know about kanye west uh what what's his favorite cereal because um, you referenced serial killer and kanye west so it got me thinking like owner of this motherfucker Fruit loops eat cereal i don't know we have to ask him. You think he's like a fucking Cheerios fan? Kanye hey, West. You want to be on listen, a podcast? Yeah, if you ever hear this goddamn shit. What's your favorite cereal, What's dude? your favorite cereal? And uh, let us know, and maybe we or can try Or just let the out. world know. Uh, we will have a live taste test of whatever his favorite <laughs> cereal is yeah. when it finally comes out in the world, because I really want to know that. I'm just interested to know, because that's just something that just popped in my brain during the conversation here, and, you know. Here's a, here's another crazy thing. So we actually, uh, we were initially going to, uh, we were going to talk about this movie in the podcast, and it didn't end up happening, because uh, Eddie didn't like it quite as much as I did, but uh, one of my favorite fucking movies of the past year was uh, Jordan Peele's Get Out. I thought it was one of the Ugh. most creative fucking horror movies of the last decade, Just honestly. Just skip the first 40 minutes, because uh, you won't yeah. miss anything. No, you don't do it. Uh, Eddie's taste in movies uh, are subpar in comparison. It's to mine, bad. The first forty it's minutes is bad. Not. It's actually called character development. But anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, but Jordan Peele uh, was actually writer on the pilot of this fucking shitty alligator boots fucking uh, puppet show thing, and uh, he was also simultane- simultaneously working on his first screenplay, uh, which would eventually become Get Out. So how fucking bizarre that more synchronicity. Yes, yes. Uh, so, and then uh, another another interesting thing on this as well. Uh, West met Kim Kardashian on the set of this, as we talked about, and uh, he uh, it was after watching the sex tape with Ray J. 
and uh, he insisted that she be hired to play his love interest <laughs> in the show. Uh, and uh, and the thing says because nothing goes together. Have you uh, seen like sex the Kim Kardashian sex tape? Uh, I had never been on Pornhub before last week, so I gotta um, let you know I downloaded that shit. I've, I've seen a it. while back. I've seen it. Yeah, she didn't suck dick all that great. No, it may. It, I mean, either she's not a big Ray J fan, or she just isn't very good at sucking dick. Uh, well, know. here's the thing: she's been rich her whole fucking life, and she never really had to be good at it. You know, when they when yeah they, probably when, when they talk about how fat chicks uh, fat chicks suck dick uh, better than uh, other girls, <laughs> and I and I say that in the most not offensive way. The most not offensive way. I want to make that clear. Are you saying that because Kim Kardashian has a fat ass now. <laughs> uh, she a little bit, but uh, but uh, po- but point being, I mean, she still doesn't have to. But but uh, she, you know, she's a fucking multi multi fucking billionaire for. She gets fourteen fucking million dollars for her shitty fucking makeup. In ten minutes, she doesn't have to learn how to fucking suck a mad dick. She yeah. can do. She can fucking like. I think of the I think of the Chris Rock uh, back in the day about uh you know the different the different girls and sucking dick you know the girl that likes nothing better than a sucking dick and the yeah. girl who comes up the one that won't and then the one that just like licks the head a little bit and like she's like <laughs> eh, it's so sour like that's I imagine Kim Kardashian's the 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 sour girl yeah. like it's so sour you know so Kim Kardashian's got enough money to make you suck your own dick like that was probably the only time she ever sucked a dick <laughs> uh, she just did it for the fucking uh, for the thing while it, it reminded me. Of, remember when Amanda Bynes went crazy a couple years ago? Like she Not completely really, went off the rails. Well, Amanda Bynes went fucking nuts on Twitter. She wanted Drake to murder her vagina and fucking all this. Do you stuff. think he did? I have no idea. But my the point is, um, I can only judge Amanda Bynes' downfall based on her blowjob skills. If she's sucking mad dick, like you know, fucking ten out of ten blowjob style, she's gone fucking crazy. But if she's sucking dick like Kim Kardashian sucks dick, yeah, I'm not buying it. No, <laughs> I'm not buying not, it. Not no, no. Because all right, well, you want to go back to the puppets? Yeah. So let, let's. Uh, I actually hadn't even seen this. I read this little thing. So yeah, there, the, were, there was a man dressed up as a blackface female puppet. Oh, this is crazy. Who the was 29th <laughs> annual Fremont Solstice Parade in Seattle, Washington? Fucking this guy dressed up as a female uh, puppet, wearing nothing but blackface. And he got kicked out for being stupid and racist, but mainly just racist. Wait, wait, hold on. This is separate from the Kim Kardashian thing? No, yeah, this is separate. What? I didn't even hear about it. Oh, my God. But I'm telling you, if you dress up as a black... Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be absolutely awesome. Uh, this episode of the Jerkball Trades podcast is brought to you by Kanye Checks <laughs> and the Universal Callout, changing the world one bowl at a time. Talking about cereal bowl? Um, I don't know what kind of bowl you think I'm talking about. <laughs> a fucking cereal bowl with fucking Kanye checks in it. Fucking Kanye checks. Uh, what kind of bowl would uh would uh Kanye pack with his favorite cereal? What do you think? Uh, probably some uh Kashi. Dude, they can't reveal too early, but you just oh. blew, you just blew our load. So, all right. So all cereal aside, we'll save what, that. What was I supposed to say? <laughs> I don't know. Read the outline. <laughs> but uh so anyway, let's uh let's uh let's talk about uh let's talk about uh last week and Eddie and he called it out in the world. We were talking about Kanye West. Oh, that is right. See the cereal just threw me all yeah, off. I know I'm looking at my bowl and I really want to eat some more of that, but I won't because I'm gonna be respectful and I'm gonna do the podcast like a normal human being. Yeah. So uh, Yeah, last week we were talking about Kanye West and Ray was had his uh the puppet thing. American the Psycho fucking puppet story. the fucking puppet thing. 
where he quoted uh, the movie American Psycho. Yes. Start talking about Kanye West. Had that Kanye, quote. Yeah, Kanye West uh, thought he was uh, he was like Patrick Bateman from American Psycho, but without and all the Ray killing. When Ray said cereal, I was like, dude, I wonder what Kanye West's favorite cereal is. Yeah. Now we have our answer. So I had I had to look it up after the podcast, right? Because oh sure, know, it should I, be out there. I had to know, right? And so I looked it up, and uh, I actually found an entire article about it. It was actually uh, Kanye's uh, favorite cereal, and uh, it was a bunch of rappers. Uh, it was basically their tour riders, and it talked about um, you know what what kind of cereal and all the you know not just cereal, but like what kind of shit do they want in their hotel rooms and that type of thing. And it actually answered the question of what was Kanye West's favorite cereal, and uh, the answer is actually Kashi Golian. Kashi Golian. It's not Chucks. It's not. Uh, Cheerios, it's not Captain Crunch, nothing really all that fun. It's no just, Fruit Loops, no Fruit Loops. It's uh, it's Kashi Golian. Uh, so uh, we got a uh, we got a bowl of uh, Kashi Golian right here. Uh, both of us do so. Test, let's uh, let's hear. let's take another another bite. Yes, indeed. Mmm. Wait, wait, wait. So when are we gonna reveal wait, that I'm eating cinnamon toast? Crunch? Wait, wait. <laughs> we are gonna reveal right now. God damn it. Okay. You motherfucker. Because I'm I'm just sitting here I'm eating over, cereal. You I'm knew, o- you knew I had this, right? No. Oh damn. Dude, I'm over here eating this healthy ass fucking Kashi Goline. Yeah. And you're over there eating cinnamon toast crunch. I got almond milk and fucking Kashi Goline, and you got cinnamon toast crunch with regular milk. And you got a Corona. And you got a water. <laughs> I have a Coca Cola. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Coca. All right. Thank you, sir. Coca-Cola. So, uh, yeah, uh, how funny, though, that uh, we threw it out in the world. And not only did uh, do we get the answer, we actually, I found a funny picture of Kanye West uh, that someone had photoshopped with uh, his own brand of Chex Mix. And uh, it says, The Breakfast of God. And it's got Kanye with his collar popped. He's holding this goddamn box of cereal. So Not a bad picture. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. So uh, I'll tell you another funny thing. So on the American Psycho thing, so we talked about the American Psycho and uh, how Kanye had likened himself to Patrick Bateman. So uh, actually the other night I uh, I work second shift normally. So I got off work and I was like, man, I want to go out to fucking eat. And because I don't eat meat, I don't have a lot of options, especially after after hours. So uh, one of my uh, one of my choices is uh, like IHOP or Denny's or whatever. So anyway, I got off work and like uh, where I work, I have to wear a button up shirt. So I was wearing like a button up like Dickie shirt. And underneath that, I was wearing uh, I have an American Psycho shirt that I've actually had. Fuck, I bought it uh, the uh, the hot of the topic. I don't know, probably two thousand five or something. I had this shit for a long time. And uh, I was wearing that underneath, and I had unbutton my shirt, whatever, because I had to be cool and stuff, and it's also hot. And so I'm hanging out there and uh, eating, uh, order my shit, got some pancake puppies and some fucking regular-ass pancakes and some eggs and some toast and stuff, and uh, just kind of chilling, waiting, whatever. Uh, and uh, I, uh, I hear this song come on, and it sounds like Fall Out Boy, but it's even more terrible than what I remember from Fall Out Boy. And they just keep saying over and over, I'm an American psycho. And I was like, wait, are they saying I'm an American psycho? And uh, yeah, I was uh, I was a little taken aback by that because, you know, a little bit of synchronicity up in the piece. Yeah, the joke Uh, of the week. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we had to uh, we had to shout out on some breakfast cereal here. And we will we promise that we will keep it to the breaks from now on. So. Yeah, you know, yeah. fucking jerk of all trades, man. We're breaking the mold. Yes. 
Proof is in the pudding. Universal Callout is shattering humanity's reality each and every week with the Universal Callout. Yes, we had a particularly interesting week this week. Eddie, why don't you talk about that? Uh, what was your birthday? Mm. Shout yeah, out to I Ray's su- birthday. I, su- I suppose we missed a little bit of shattering right there. So That shattered the uh, reality. For, All right, know. so last week I told the story about, against my better judgment, I told the story about how I've broken two windshields over the past month. Oh. And I... Uh, two wasn't enough. It has been determined that I can no longer be in the vicinity within 50 feet of any piece of glass. And unfortunately... We're going to uh, wrap Ray up in some bubble wrap so yeah. he can't break anything uh, Fucking anymore. bubble. Ray, Ray, the, uh, Ray the bubble boy. <laughs> Ray is the new bubble boy. <laughs> so I had, uh, I had my birthday party. Had a, a rather large shindig at my house. And had a lot of uh, alcohol here, and my buddy decided that we needed a keg because you know you turn fucking thirty four years old, and uh, what do you need? Gotta have a keg. Gotta have a fucking keg, right? So we got a keg, and you're thirty four years old, and you have a party at your house, and you have a keg, and what must you do from that point? Well, of course, you have to do keg stands, right? So we started doing keg stands, and it was. It was fun. It was fun, and I want to mention that I was actually not involved with this, but uh, one of my one of, one of my good buddies. It's still crazy that it happened. Yeah, one of my good buddies. I was uh, I was in the vicinity. I was within the fifty feet that I'm talking about that I'm not supposed to be. So maybe my bad juju uh, hit. Well, even if you were wrapped in bubble wrap, it wouldn't have saved them. No, no. I, my whole house would have had to be wrapped in bubble wrap. But yeah. uh, anyway, so of course the brilliant decision was to place the keg uh, near the house. And uh, near my bedroom window, near the and, chicks and hens. Yeah, near the the chicks and hens. Uh, the one the one thing that my girlfriend wanted to make sure that was not destroyed. There was only one casualty. Right, and uh, <laughs> and it was all the chicks and hens, and uh, also the they one. weren't VR chicks either. Yeah, no, no, they were just you know, fucking weird plant things that have the Fibonacci sequence, so they're pretty cool. But anyway, so my buddy Derek goes up. And I'm not sure who was holding him at this point, but I just remember I was doing whatever. I don't even know if I was watching. And I just heard, like, I heard uh, a, a crashing sound, and then I heard a thudding sound. And I and I turned around, and there was my buddy Derek, like, laying, like, fucking half of his body up against the house. And uh, glass shards around him. Watchamania. <laughs> apparently his body had flipped over. He had fully rotated. And he smashed into uh, not only my regular window, but my storm window as well. Uh, destroyed both of the uh, it's a triple track storm windows. It's got two glass panels. They're both on the top, so the screen was on the bottom. He destroyed both of those. Didn't matter. Destroyed the bottom <laughs> sash of my regular window. Uh, so I currently luckily didn't have any uh, you know cuts or uh, no cuts or lacerations. Not like uh, Ray the Jerk, but uh, he uh, he broke that window, and I currently have a couple garbage bags and a bunch of tape on my window, and I'm waiting to uh, get a new window. So uh, yeah. Uh, shit. So no more glass. <laughs> no more glass anywhere no more near glass Ray the Jerk. The um, yeah, they're a little too real. Yeah, we're gonna hope that this is the last one. So yeah. and expensive. So. Yeah, they're they're a little expensive. Uh, turtles are a little bit less expensive. So let's talk about uh, fucking turtles, man. Yes. This has got to be one of. This has got to be up there with bats of just. Oh man. Sure. God damn. I'm like, can we stop getting mall fucking turtle stories or what? <laughs> right. Every they were fucking, great though. These this is quality. They're all content. fucking good. They're all good. I thought the whole first hour was just gonna be turtles, but uh, you know, hey, uh, it ain't that much. But hey Eddie, it's, it's pretty good. Hey uh, Eddie. Hey Ray. Hey, uh, 
well, uh, you're dressed up like a zombie. Yeah, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Uh, I like the littles. Sorry, that was uh, nice. I don't think me I, too. I don't. I don't think. I... I like the sound of that. Let's get started with the old favorite of ours. Universal call out from last week. Motherfucking universal call out. We had a rock, paper, scissors battle to see yes. uh, who would be the victor in the uh, selection. Yeah, and uh, Eddie had mummies and Ray had nurses. and They both delivered. Ray lost and we were kind of worried that maybe nurses should have won and mummies made it happen too so oh yeah you know the the media's got eddie the jerks back all day every day on this yeah <laughs> mainstream media so i'm very delighted to have not one not two not even three but four mummy stories and we had to call week. some of the mummy stories too because there was tons and tons of mummy oh stories sure yeah there. i think we had to uh perform a little matt hardy action action on one of them yeah and hit that delete delete delete, delete. yeah so uh the first one that we want to talk about is from National Geographic. Yeah. Uh, CSI tools, crime scene investigation tools. Not the TV show. Sort of similar. Used to bring a mummy's face to life. Yes. So basically it's a Peruvian woman that died in her late 20s about 1,600 years ago. Whoa. She was under five feet tall with tattoos and snakes and st spiders, uh, with tattoos of snakes and Ooh. spiders all over her body. The tattoos made uh, it. A hot, 1,600 years later. A hot tattooed. Oh, man. A hot tattooed and Egyptian she woman. She ain't looking that bad. She looks all right. Yeah. So this kind of makes me want to get some badass tattoos because it's like in 1,600 years, if I'm still around. Right. I got my little tattoo game going on. There you on go. Still. You know what? As uh, so, Ray the Jerk actually has quite a lot of tattoos, and so as someone that has a lot of tattoos, and especially like visible tattoos, I have tattoos like all the way down onto my hands. Um, I, you know, I get people that kind of have the, you know, hey, what, you know, what if you don't like those things in you know twenty years? And um, I mean, who cares? Life is about now, and it's about the things that you like now. Uh, but you know that you can basically look back at that at a period of your life, and you can remember why you got that tattoo. And then the other big thing that people talk about is, you know, what is that going to look like when you're 80? Well, <laughs> guess what? Now you know. I'm gonna look like shit when I'm 80 anyway, and so at least <laughs> I'll have some fucking badass tattoos. And hopefully, 1600 years from now, they exhume my fucking body with future CI CSI shit, and hopefully, they're like, whoa. This fucking, you know, random dude from uh, Wisconsin had Ray some, the Jerk from the JOAT yeah, podcast. Yeah, had some fucking, yeah, hopefully I'm not a random dude at that point, nah. so, yeah. Well, yeah, and uh, just to close this out, they used uh, laser scanners and 3D imaging to create an impression of what this lady's face would look like. Super cool. Yes. Um, who knew that they had this body from 1,600 years ago laying around? Crazy, but, uh, man. Apparently yeah. they did, and yeah. uh, National Ge Geographic doing the damn thing. Yeah, very cool. Very so, cool shit. Yeah, moving along to the University of Tübingen in Germany. Uh, DNA tested 90 preserved bodies in Egypt. The results showed that uh, the genetic ties in Egypt are actually from Greece and the Middle East and not Africa. It was a melting pot, man. Um, very yeah, much very, so. Yes. Very, very interesting. Um, you had you actually. Um, I was reading a different article than the article that Eddie initially or uh, ended up sending me on this. Uh, it was a CNN article, and this one actually delves a lot deeper. So, Eddie, why don't you basically explain what this particular article explains? It basically describes Egypt as the epicenter of travel and trade at the time, which was about 1300 BC to about uh, 400 AD. 
Um, you know, it, it's, it reminds me a little bit of New York. You yes, know, it's just like absolutely. you got people from all races, all colors, all languages coming in and out, in and out, in and out, all day, every day. And you can see it in Egypt. It's got all the all the structures and all the buildings. Um, it's just so crazy to me that they're able to accomplish that back then with such little technology. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming. I, I mean, you know, who knows? Well, let's talk about the motherfucking had. pyramids, man. God damn. Yeah. So it, it it wasn't all these African Egyptians. It was a lot of Greece people and a lot of people from the Middle East. So yeah, yeah, it was um, definitely a lot different than what your textbooks growing up would tell you about absolutely. Egypt. Um, you know, I think that especially growing up in the United States, you know, obviously our country is still very young in the grand scheme of things, um, but we always want to, you know, we're the the world power. And so we don't want people to maybe realize that at one point there was other, you know, areas of the world that were world powers much like we are. And eventually they kind of fell. So um, hopefully we don't see that happen here. Um, but we definitely could. Uh, one other thing that I wanted to touch on that I thought was kind of interesting, a little bit of synchronicity on this. So um, uh, the mummies that they exhumed, uh, there's 90 mummies. Uh, the mummies date from 1388 BC to AD 426, all came from a popular burial site in Egypt called Abu Sir el Melek. Uh, this site was a hub for a religious cult that was devoted to Osiris. That's the ancient uh, Egyptian god of the dead. Osiris! Uh, so I thought that was very interesting because actually uh, Ray the Jerk actually had gotten a beer. Not even I hadn't even read through this article yet, and I didn't even think about the mummy connection at all. I'm going to basically just bought this beer because it's a badass Russian imperial stout, and it has awesome, awesome fucking artwork. Uh, it's from a brewery called Third Sign. And it's called Osiris. So I thought that was pretty fucking cool that... Um, More uh, synchronicity. Yes, yes. It's just so it crazy. Is, it is a bound. It is a bound. It's amazing that with such little effort, it just comes to us. Yes. But uh, yeah, moving along, our third story. An alien mummy was found in Peru. Uh, it, was, it was a female mummy, or a female alien, I'm sorry, named Maria. Has six fingers, three on each hand, and six toes, three on each foot. But unfortunately, you Peruvians, you're not fooling us yeah. over here in the U.S. of A. Yeah, we're a little too bright for we're that. We're on to right? you. We're hip to the game. This is believed to be a hoax. So you can check it out if you want. Just Google Peruvian alien mummy and uh, take a look for yourself. Much like how I like to say about everything else. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to anybody else. Believe your well, own eyes and your own ears. Believe, believe Ray. I will actually say, too, this is not actually one of our articles. It was from a couple months ago. Uh, but I saw another story about a uh, a mummy that was exhumed. And people were speculating that it was a fake because it had on Adidas shoes. <laughs> Oh, geez. <laughs> so uh, they they uh, they sort of looked a little bit like Adidas shoes. I don't think that they were Adidas shoes. I actually don't know what came of that. Um, but, hey, who fucking knows? Maybe they had Adidas back then, right? So. Oh, fuck yeah. All day, every day. Adidas stand up. Yeah. Up in the uh, 1400 BC. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, and th then there's the last one. Which is my favorite, actually. Yeah, Ray was excited about I this. Was I was super, surprised. super pumped on this because I didn't really understand. Uh, it's a yummy mummy. <laughs> the yummy so... mummies are back. <laughs> or I don't know if they're back, but they're they're here again. Uh, I believe this is actually a new series. Okay, it's a oh yes, on this Channel is the Seven premiere. in yes. Australia. Yummy mummies. So I thought this was really funny because this was a little bit like the baseball bat thing. <laughs> so where the universe yeah. kind of like misunderstood us. So when we think when I thought mummy, I definitely 
definitely didn't think that's what they refer to as moms <laughs> in Australia. Yeah. But fuck, yeah, there's a new reality show called Yummy Mummies that seems to uh, hearken to um, some of our terrible, uh, you know, the the real housewives of random big city yeah. thing. So. X, Y, and Z. Yeah, watch out, Kardashians. Yeah, they're Yummy Mummies are in the house, bitch. And they're trying to take over Australia, and next they're probably coming over they're this com- way. They are coming for you. They're I saw the trailer. It doesn't look too bad. The show profiles four multi-millionaire women, tracing them from pregnancy through birth of their babies and into their lives as new mums. Uh, you know, it's or the, mummies, yeah, or mummies. I would like to see them as actual mummies. I think the show would be actually a lot more interesting if we wrap them up in gauze, um, and then you know, try to set them on fire or something, <laughs> put them in a sarcophagus. Um, that would actually be much more entertaining than oh, what I'm looking at here. So, these chicks got all the loot, they ain't got that Kardashian money, but they got some money, I think. Yeah, they got and they all seem to be pregnant too. So, yeah, that's the whole thing about it yeah but yeah. uh yeah it's your typical reality tv show you can check it out if you want but, but this was just so funny it. because <laughs> it popped up in my news feed for mummies and i said fuck it let's go let's and, go to work and this became my favorite story out of all the mummy yeah. stories by like a long shot i like the other ones they're not as funny this is ridiculous uh fucking mummies uh so we might eddie the jerk might have to go over to australia and uh see if he can uh, hook up with one of these mummies uh, maybe. maybe i uh take ronda rousey out to fucking australia and get the job done you yeah never know. yeah well uh, she has to have a mom or she has to have a baby right to be a, mu- uh, to be a mummy what, yeah that's what i'm volunteering for oh, okay you got, fuck, hey, yeah. hey make sure you wrap it up dude no. <laughs> Lo and behold, Sharks is our universal call-out for this week. On the same episode as Great Balls of Fire with Brock Lesnar as the main event where he F5'd a toy shark 75,000 years ago when Eddie the Jerk was much more handsome and better looking. <laughs> but, hey, better, better, better with age, like a fine wine, god yes. damn it. So the results of the last week... Universal call out. Sharks. Sharks might have been our strongest, strongest results. This is pretty impressive. Yet. Yeah. I mean, we had to dial it down because we had so many sharks. We stories. had way too many shark stories and they're all good. So, you know, Eddie the Jerk has always got your back, whether it's that progressive medicine, UFC, or how to prevent a shark from biting your ass. And we have that story here, and it is how to prevent a shark attack. And to prevent a shark attack, avoid swimming in areas with an unusual amount of fish where sharks could be searching for food. Because you could be the food. Don't go swimming at night, motherfucker. Uh, don't swim alone because sharks tend to go after an isolated prey. If you're going to go so out in the bring, water. bring a girl out there or something, uh, you know? Bring somebody that can swim slower than you, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to race them for a little bit and see. And then, like, yeah, I guess we can go uh, night nighttime <laughs> swimming up in the ocean. Don't go swimming with uh, any Olympic swimmers. Yeah, don't go swimming with uh, Michael Phelps. We'll talk about you later. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, if you encounter a shark, don't run away and keep eye contact with the shark. And actually, you would have a hard time running away because you would be in the water. Oh, for sure. (laughs) So you would be treading water, I believe. So if you're going to get away, you should probably swim. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, when trying to get away, keep facing the shark and move backwards slowly. This is all real shit. Can I, this can I ask you a question? Up. This is all real can shit. Can I ask you a question? How do you keep eye contact with the shark? What if it's a hammerhead? Oh, <laughs> which which side do you look at? Do you just like do, do you just I'm spread staring. your eyes out or what the fuck? I'm, I'm just staring at his teeth. Yeah. If I see them teeth coming at me, mm. I'm I'm throwing hammers. Oh. 
<laughs> you just hope that you have hammers on you. Hopefully you're like a carpenter yeah, or something. Yeah. You even, have that carpenter even, belt. Even with this advice column here, I'm still looking at the teeth all day because that's uh, all I'm yeah. worried about. He can stare at me all he wants. I'm, I got my eyes on them teeth. <laughs> <laughs> all eyes on you. So, and if you do have to fight back against the shark, it is important for you to strike the shark's gills eyes mm-hmm. and nose by the way when I, i'm when going I, for the nose when i hear this i just think of like those like rape prevention videos <laughs> like the self-defense training i want to see one of those with how to fight back against a shark we should make that happen <laughs> one of these days we will have the the shark rape prevention no, a dolphin oh yes dolphin rape. Yes. yes sharks are not rapists dolphins are or dolphins a, just want to yeah. eat you and sh- or no sorry uh sharks just want to eat you and dolphins just want to eat your genitals so yeah <laughs> so uh, that wasn't our only shark story no, this week they keep coming what's the next one ray yeah so we have uh the man who was attacked uh on a nude beach by a shark crazy i hope he wasn't naked uh yeah i think he was actually naked <laughs> oh no uh 44 year old man friend uh, uh elvin lanza i'm sorry uh, was uh, I guess he was swimming and he got bit in both legs by a motherfucking uh, great white shark. Yeah, yeah. I guess this is so rare. It's only it's only occurred 15 times in the recorded history in Miami Dade coastal waters. So yeah, and experts say nudity could make swimmers more appetizing to a wild. Uh, he was shark. actually uh, he was actually bit by a bull shark, by the way. Oh, it was a, a bull shark. Yeah, oh, was my a, bad. Yeah, that's there's all good. so many shark stories. I can't remember. Yeah, all. they all kind of blend together. Uh, I, apparently, the animal was being harassed. I guess so. It was. Yeah, they were probably. <laughs> do you think he was? <laughs> do you think he was helicoptering his fucking uh, his dick at him? I don't know, but I tell you right now, you're harassing a shark. You deserve to get your ass bit. That's uh, all I'm saying. And especially on a nude beach too. Yeah, fuck that shit. You're playing with games with a shark you should know better than that they say all the naked bodies in the water probably played no role so (laughs) although there's another story i believe that actually does say that that makes you more appetizing for them yeah and like the colored uh the the colors between you know your white ass and your tan skin and shit like your tan arms and your white butt and shit like that yeah so definitely uh i mean well actually you, on a nude well, beach well i was just going to say yeah. that's why you want to be on a nude beach yeah, right that doesn't make sense <laughs> i don't know why that fucking guy yeah, wrote that shit yeah so yeah there's uh there's that guy um and then we've we got, had another attack in santa cruz this this was a great white uh, yes. attacked a kayak in monterey bay there's actually a video of this thing too this is interesting because uh you know the the shark attacked but he didn't bite uh the person he actually just bit this guy's boat we're gonna need a bigger boat <laughs> <laughs> steve lawson uh he said he was thrown from his kayak and watched the shark hanging on the front of his boat wait 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 what was his name steve lawson oh i thought his name was steve austin no almost but uh <laughs> the shark ended up leaving him alone and lawson was unharmed BTA. Yeah, man. Hey. Don't don't trust any sharks. BMF up in this bad boy. <laughs> if you get if your shark Big bites Big motherfucking shark. Yeah. Yeah. If uh if a shark bites your boat and you fall in the water and the shark leaves you alone, that's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. He really just wanted to fucking eat that boat. They said he wanted yeah. the the kayak as a chew toy. Fourteen fucking feet long, dude. Oh. White marks show he had the whole girth of the boat in its mouth. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know why we had to describe it in such a way. I actually didn't describe it that way. I don't even think Brock Lesnar's fucking the, with that. The shark. web the website uh actually described it as that. So yeah. Damn. The, Closed the beach down for four days after that yeah, shit. Yeah. Sharks like it girthy. <laughs> that's what we've that's what we've learned here. So. The sober podcast and Ray is <laughs> as sexual as ever. <laughs> oh, when I get that feeling, I need shark sexual healing. 
It's just the Coke. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was a sober podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry. Not yeah. not that kind of Coke. You left a little on your beard there, buddy. Coca- <laughs> Coca- this this episode of the JOAT brought to you by Coca-Cola. So after the uh the Santa Cruz attack, we had the bull shark remains found off Trinity River near Houston, Texas. Man, this thing looks fucked up too, man. This is a scary, scary looking picture. Um ooh. Oh, this is oh, these are just pictures of people being. Apparently, this dude found uh was riding his uh four wheeler and found a five foot shark along the riverbank. So he proceeds to take some pictures for Snapchat. Of course, Snapchat money going. Hey, did did he put a filter on? Do you think? Probably. (laughs) Put put that silly fucking like you know dog face on it or something. This guy should have been with the other guy fucking with the shark. Got his legs or the little flower thing. I wish the the shark would have woke up and bit his ass real good. Yeah, that would. And uh, so this was actually in Texas too. So I didn't realize there was so many sharks in Texas, but yeah, yeah. Apparently there are. Very odd. Very rare for this to happen. Uh, they they checked the shark out. It didn't have any gunshot wounds. It had no fins cut off. They couldn't find any tire marks or footprints in the area. Uh, it looks like it just swam up there and died. So suicide. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Maybe was this that you think that they tried to give him acid so they could talk to him and then <laughs> NASA. Oh, uh, that was dolphins again. Yeah. Anyway, craziness. Yeah, the uh, the bull shark in uh, Houston, Texas. Um, and the next up, we we teased it. Um, and well, we'll this talk. is important to note that like, I guess this week coming up is Shark Week on the Discovery. It's Network. motherfucking Shark Week coming up, and we which I no did not idea. know. I the randomizer is random. We, and <laughs> if we ever do a live stream of this podcast, you'll see. This is all we don't toy with this at all. We don't nope. do any prep with the randomizer. We put no. 10 in, and we hit that button, and that's all we do. And That's right, literally it. You can give them the website once we get there, but you can do it for yourself, and you can see it for yourself. We do not there's mess not with this. Nothing. There's, there's no tricks up our sleeve. This nope. is just, it is what it is, and the universe just calls out to us, and we bring it right back. So Yeah, we, you know, Ray the Jerk talked about how uh, he hasn't had cable in a long time, so Ray the Jerk doesn't have any good goddamn idea when fucking Shark Week is. And honestly, I never gave a shit about Shark Week (laughs) in general. And I thought one of the very, very interesting things about this is that Shark Week actually debuted on July 18th, 1988. So by the time this podcast drops, it is going to be July 18th, 2017. How fucking weird that we had sharks. And we got Shark Week is coming up next week, so... Um, and there is something pretty silly on Shark Week, and I thought it was fake. Actually, my girlfriend actually brought this up to me, and I was like, that's not real. <laughs> oh, wait, it fucking is. On Shark Week, we have Michael Phelps is going to race against a fucking shark. Yeah, I heard about this a couple weeks ago uh, on ESPN and stuff. July 23rd at 8 o'clock on the Discovery Network. Uh, this reminds me of Chris Johnson, the uh, NFL player that raced a cheetah and got smoked. Uh, well, pretty good. Duh. <laughs> Michael Phelps, you're a great athlete. You're an American hero. You smoke weed. You like that green, but you ain't got a snowball's chance in hell in this game. No. And that that was this. Is this a bull shark? Uh, no, I think. Great white. I think this is a great white. I think yeah. I think he's battling against a great yeah, white. This great white's got your number. And uh, I looked for the Vegas odds on this, and I couldn't find it. And I think they probably already. How are they breaking it. this down? I'm I'm really interested to know how they're, like, how is he going to? Is he's not going to swim at the same time, right? Are they just going to have like a course or something that he's? I don't that, know. That, That's what very, you got to tune in to find. I out. think it would just be great if they actually like 
what if they put him in like an Olympic sized pool and like the shark <laughs> and him actually had to jump off the diving board at the same time? That would be great. And if they put goggles on the shark too. What if they do this at SeaWorld or something? Maybe at one of those Ooh. water parks. Not water parks, but Blackfish. Uh, yeah. At our uh well, they did Chris Johnson and the Cheetah simultaneously. They had a little course for them to run at the same time. So uh yeah, usually when stuff like this hap- happens, the animal dominates, and I expect nothing less. And even at three thousand to one, I would lay three thousand on the shark to win one dollar. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> to win a hundred dollars. Yeah, he stands no chance. So yeah, the shark's gonna win. So uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. But uh, and then our last topic, one of my one of Eddie the Jerk's favorite television shows, Shark Tanks. I like Shark Tank too. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, maybe Jerk of All Trades should get on to Shark Tank one of these days. You never know. Mr. Mr. Wonderful. Jerk of all trades. Wouldn't you love to have us in the show? Coming your way. All roads lead to Mr. Wonderful. Yes. Shark takes. Not Paul Orndorff. Shark takes Kevin O'Leary. Believes Tesla is unstoppable. Tesla shares are unstoppable for now. According (laughs) to Shark Tank star, Mr. Wonderful, Kevin O'Leary. We have talked so much about Tesla. Elon Musk. How he's changing the game. And jerk of all trades is changing the game as well. And if we are on Shark Tank, we will change it even more. You best believe that, and you take it to the motherfucking bank. Damn right. Damn. That's self-driving stock up in this bitch. Boom. Yep. And so, uh, uh, hey, I just found one, Ray. Great white shark pings off Bald Head Island in fucking, I don't know what state this is. But what is this shit right here? This is fake news is that fake Eddie news. the Jerk put online to try to make fun of Ray <laughs> and his Chrome Dome, and I don't appreciate it. How did this you come up? You made this story up. This How is not this true. Baldhead Island. This is not true. Is that where you were born, Ray? No, I was not born on Baldhead Island and Baldhead Beach oh in North goodness. Carolina. Oh, Uh, Snopes. Snopes, can we please expose Eddie the Jerk for the person that he is? This was Reddit. Starnewsonline.com. I I don't own this domain at all. Great White Shark. I don't know what domain you own, and I don't trust you. Not a good goddamn bit. There's well, there's, there's a research group, O-Search. Uh, they tracked a great, great White Shark fitted with a tag that transmit his location whenever his fins break the surface. Uh, O-Search is doing a lot of stuff with sharks. They're actually trying to save... Uh, millions and millions of sharks with their technology because apparently they're dying left and right these days. Uh, and uh, nine days ago, he was swimming in Orlando, Florida, but recently has made his way to Baldhead Beach, North Carolina. So there you go, North Carolina. We're taking a trip there. We're doing some Snapchats and some selfies, and we're going to get Ray's Chrome Dome over there in North Carolina. Have a good time. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was me cleaning my Chrome Dome. <laughs> Can't believe it. The universal call out never Thanks. ceases to amaze Thanks, us. Thanks, universal call out. Thanks, fake news. Call out, Ray. You want to hit him with these? Uh, oh my goodness! These dolls. Oh my goodness! Fucking gracious! I would love to hit them with some dolls. So <laughs> get ready. You're getting hit with fucking plastic and shit. So uh, let's start off with Eddie's got a little fascination with Mr. Albert Einstein, and I fucking loved this dude. I'm actually looking at the picture right now. Oh, there yeah. is a uh, there's a guy. Uh, he runs Hanson Robotics, founder and not the Umbop kind. Uh, his name is David Hanson. He's been long fascinated by German-born physicist. He built a life-size and lifelike 
Einstein head on the top of a hubbo robot more than a decade ago. In 2015, he cooked up an idea of a desktop-sized Einstein robot that could teach young people about science. I think it's a pretty good idea. I guess this thing is $299. It's 15 inches. It's, it's got a fucking rubber face. It's mustached like Einstein. It Na- looks good. Yeah, I, it, I like this thing a lot. It looks pretty decent. Uh, I guess it doesn't work quite as well as it looks. It tells terrible jokes. And it's got uh, connects to an app, and you know you ask it questions, and then it answers it for you. Well, yeah, that's what I would expect an Einstein doll to do. You know, give me some answers to some questions that I got. Correct, correct. Uh, so is the, an- uh, the would you, app? Hey, uh, real, real quick, would you ask it the same questions like that I asked Siri? Because I mainly just ask Siri to like you know touch my dick and stuff. So <laughs> I probably wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you got to. What get- do you ask Siri? <laughs> Ask, ask her to touch my penis. How is she gonna do that? I don't know, but it's fun to it's fun to get her responses. You know, she gets really offended very easily. I so. think I have an under, understanding why your leg hurts now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you have that numb feeling in your leg. Yeah, yeah. Siri gives me that numb feeling in my. Uh... Oh man, I would probably ask this thing. Uh, you know, it all depends on the situation surrounding relativity. Maybe I, I like asking Google stuff for like directions and time. Shit is open and. You know, how long is it going to take me to drive somewhere? But uh, I just looked that stuff up. I like to ask really offensive questions. Um, apparently, too, would you would you ask this Einstein doll uh, how to tie a shoe? Because apparently, I guess Einstein didn't know how to tie a shoe. Interesting. That, yeah, I read that. I don't know if that's actually true. It says that in the article. I'm well, not... if it can tie a shoe, it's not very authentic then. Uh Right. Maybe he would tell you, like, hey, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> right? <laughs> That'd be interesting. You buy this thing for 300 bucks, and, like, five out of the six questions is like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> you got suckered into buying this thing for 300 bucks. Right. I don't know shit. Hey, I need to I need to know what to – there's a girl at school, and I really like her, and I want to know what to say to her. He's like, I'm Einstein. I have no fucking clue. I probably <laughs> never got laid in my whole life. I, that's probably not true. But. That'd be cool if, like, it came out with some mathematical equations. Like, impress her with this. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the one of the things, maybe I'll even let Eddie hit this. So whenever you start this fucking thing up, uh, he has a few choice things that he says. And Eddie, why don't, why don't you tell him one of the things that he says? Every time you turn this fucking thing on, what does he say? Just one moment while I try to go online. I will just need a moment to complete the connection. And then he proceeds to say, let's go to work. Let's go to work. <laughs> Einstein robot doll yeah. in your face. Hey, we're, we're hip to your game, Einstein doll. Don't think we don't know you ain't listening to the Jerk of All Trades podcast yeah. up in here. Yeah. So uh, so they rated this thing. Uh, the good animated lifelike face, rich, deep, and fun science education app, slow. Uh, the bad is the slow, inconsistent operation, no volume control. He cannot maintain a network connection. God damn you, Einstein robot, <laughs> all thing. Your shitty Wi-Fi, Einstein. So overall, they're saying uh, he's all right, relatively speaking. That's <laughs> uh, not one of the better toy robots that they have tested on this website. Uh, it's Mashable was where we saw this thing, so... Mm. Pretty, uh, it's pretty cool though. It looks cool. It looks awesome. Uh, I, I really dig this thing. Yeah, um, but it doesn't look as cool as the motherfucking Cookie Monster doll that was filled with cocaine. Oh man, that's crazy. This is another lovely thing. And where did this happen, Eddie? I have no idea. 
It happened in Florida, motherfucker. Of no, course, of course everything, Florida. <laughs> everything happens in Florida. <laughs> you should have gave me like two guesses, and if not the first, the second yeah. one would have definitely been Florida. Yeah. So this is uh, Monroe, I miss Florida, Monroe County. It was actually a black Dodge. <laughs> I wonder if what what kind of Dodge it was. I'm hoping it was a Bronco. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a Ford, but yeah. we won't talk about him today. Yeah. That's we're not we're not to that point yet, but. Uh, anyway, yeah, they uh, I guess they pulled over this dude and they picked up this doll and the shit was kind of heavy. And so they, <laughs> they they cut that bitch open and guess what? It had two packages of cocaine totaling 314 grams. Nice. So Very nice. Cookie monster want cocaine. How appropriate, too. The Cookie Monster, man. If there isn't one member of Sesame Street not coked out of his freaking mind, it's the goddamn Cookie Monster. I mean, the Cookie Monster is definitely coked out of his oh, goddamn dude, mind. Oh, dude, that the sugar rush and the freaking, you know, his hand movements, the way his eyes move, yeah. he is definitely tweaking I would have guessed. I would have guessed Animal is uh, fucking fucked up He's on cocaine. He's not from cocaine. Sesame Street, though. Oh, yeah. Animals are a Muppet oh, baby. Oh, yeah, he's a Muppet. Yeah. He's not a Muppet baby. Oh, he was a Muppet Oh, that would have been good for our fucking... Uh, all right, anyways. This is a doll thing, so it's close enough. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. 314 Eddie, grams of Coke. Yeah. This thing was filled to the fucking brim with cocaine. Man, so. I'm not even mad at that. Yeah. Not a Tickle Me Elmo, though. This, was, uh, <laughs> this is a cookie monster. Yeah, you don't want to tickle cookie that cookie monster, monster too much. You want that thing exploding everywhere, then you got to clean it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, there's that one. That was and an then... interesting one. So, yeah, and then the next one, the haunted doll story. Yeah. This one has me with skeptical hippo eyes, but that's all right. Chucky's back, bitch. And uh, it, Chucky is By the way, this girl. website just told me I need to manage my cookies. This, oh. <laughs> this website uses cookies. I'm like. Cookie Monster want cookies. <laughs> Not those kind of cookies. Yeah, apparently this was somewhere out there in the UK. Uh, they bought this doll from a charity shop. Uh, the family's terrified. Um, they've been forced to lock a possessed doll in their shed after claiming it's been haunting their home and even scratched their bodies during the night. Uh, the husband has unexplained scratches on his right leg. Right. That's what he, of course, that's what he's telling his wife. So, like, God, yeah. <laughs> it was a doll, honey. I swear. Oh, like, my God. Oh, and the doll also had glitter on it. And also, it had lipstick on. Yeah. And also, smelled like sweet, sweet perfume. Also, it has your penis in its mouth. <laughs> like, come on, dude. We know what's up, bro. Like, just be fucking upfront with your wife, God damn it. We know what's happening. It's Isn't not a that fucking possessed doll. That the worst when you get those deep, deep, deep scratches on your back. Oh, come! I know some people like it, but I can't stand it, man. Yeah, yeah. From it's, it's just a little too much for me. From from a doll, right? Is that what we're talking about? Uh, yeah, she could oh. be a doll. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyways, uh, maybe that would tie into the next uh, doll. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, this is crazy. They brought in a medium, and the medium friend warned them that the doll had quote unquote. They something couldn't afford a large. Its... Yeah, I mean. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, and since discovering the doll, the doll has been moved outside and apparently removed its own neck necklace that it was wearing around its neck. Right, which they then the tied box. it like four times around it to make sure that it didn't uh, get the necklace off again. So, I'm not really sure what that would do, but yeah, this is a crazy ass doll. Do you think the husband used it as a cock ring? I don't know, <laughs> but you would think they'd try to get rid of this thing as soon as possible, right? Nope. 
First thing they do is put it on eBay. They're trying to sell this damn thing for 25 pounds on eBay. It's like, hey, this doll's crazy. It might kill you, but you can get it for 24.99 eBay. So yeah, fuck all that is, shit. This is definitely questionable. They fucking locked this thing in a shed apparently because they're so terrified of this thing. Yeah. Like, all right. So here's the deal. If you were so goddamn terrified of this thing. Wouldn't you just like fucking burn it or something? Or bury it, right? Yeah. Like I've seen, I've seen Child's Play enough times. I've seen <laughs> all these guys. What is it, Annabelle? Like, come on, dude. Like, you're gonna fucking burn this thing. You're not gonna fucking just put rip it on, its head off. Put it on like goddamn fucking, eBay, like right? Yeah, just rip its arms and legs off. It's yeah. just crawling around the house. So apparently, if she can't even sell this damn thing, her great fucking idea is to give it to charity. So you know, I just, I, you know. London, or not London, United Kingdom, you got a lot of smart people out there, I ain't mad at you, I love Wimbledon, but this 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 lady here is crazy, and she's gotta go. Yeah, this is definitely... She's not a good representation of your country. No, this is, this is quite questionable, so I don't believe this, and reading this, I think the obvious answer is the husband is getting his boogie <laughs> on in the middle of the night, and he doesn't want to admit it, so he fucking tells his gullible-ass wife... <laughs> That a doll scratches fucking leg, and I don't buy scratching it, his balls, scratching his dick. All right, yeah. yeah. yeah well, speaking of scratching some dicks, we got a couple out there making sex dolls like more realistic than ever nowadays. You know, the sex toy uh, market is on the rise. Apparently, it used to be. In... And these are not robot ones. These are just oh, like yeah. regular ass. Yeah, these ones. aren't even robots. These are just like you know your regular oh, ass. Oh, there is. Uh, oh, there is a gallery. Did you check the gallery, dude? Man, I'm gonna throw up looking at these things. Whoa. I'm telling you right now, I can't even look at this Whoa. shit. This it's almost is... a little too good. This is quite realistic. I must say. The oh, chest my... hair. You oh, see my the chest God. hair? By the way, look at number five. I swear that's Donald Trump on the right. I gotta get to five. That's. Oh, she ain't bad looking. Is that is that Donald Trump? That appears. Ah, he's a little too dark. Maybe. Look, he's not orange enough. He's he's more brown than orange. Whoa! This is horrifying. This is the most horrifying gallery that I have uh, ever yeah. seen in like my if life. You, if you'd imagine Jeffrey Dahmer's closet, this is pretty much what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. I, it's a bunch of severed heads, severed feet, severed noses, severed dicks. Yeah, this is. Uh, some of the writing in this thing killed me. Uh, I'm greeted by a collection of silicone bodies suspended from the ceiling by chains. It could easily be the setting of a horror movie, as our last story could as well. <laughs> uh, he says something about airbrushing nipples and hair-punching yeah. eyebrows. This is, company is called Synthetics, S-I-N-thetics. Uh, they're the world's top, top-of-the-line uh, artis- artisanal. I don't even know what that word is. Sex doll manufacturer. Synthetics makes art that can affect their customers emotionally, quote-unquote. They're here to help you with these crazy-looking dolls. I don't need any help. You can keep your fucking dolls, especially when their price point is $6,400 for one of these crazy-looking things. That is a lot of money. No, thank you. I'll tell you what. They look pretty goddamn realistic. Um, I will say, though, that based on our Dark Side of Robots thing last week, I think this is a similar concept. You know, this works for certain people, and it gives them, you know, something positive in their life. And if they have $7,000 to drop oh, on this super realistic robot, or not robot, <laughs> regular. If you got $7,000, why aren't you just buying some pussy in Las Vegas? Like some really good fucking pussy. Eh, maybe it's not just about the sex for them. Maybe it's about the connection, and so they find the connection with this thing. So. <laughs> maybe they don't want any back talk. They're just like, ah, I tried that already. She talks too much. She's too that, loud, too annoying. I need something a little more possible. quiet. Yeah. Oh man, the 
So yeah, this, this thing, is dark. Yeah, this thing is definitely quite this horrifying. Is, this reminds me of like sleep porn, or it's just like you know, I've never seen it, but I can only imagine. I've heard of it where it's like the guy's fucking some chick while she's sleeping. Eddie, by the way, Eddie's never. Seen, this is much like like four episodes ago where I was like, I what is Pornhub? I've never been on Pornhub before. Like I, my friend told me, I'm just hold. I'm just holding the sleep porn for a friend. Am I the one that introduced you to uh, Pornhub? No, <laughs> I was gonna say I don't remember that. No, no, on the podcast where I pretended that I had never been on Pornhub oh, before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though like, <laughs> even though every I don't single ha- person I don't, in the entire world, right, has I don't been have on it bookmarked. But you better believe <laughs> that I've maybe been on it before, like a couple times. Maybe, oh, absolutely. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. this it, it's just like for me personally, I need a little more interaction. This podcast is really delving into my like sexual preferences. I know, stuff. I know, I, and I'm not. But it just makes no sense to me. Who wants to fuck a lifeless, quiet ass fucking doll? It just. For yeah. seven thousand fucking dollars. I'll tell you what. Maybe the same people that also want other versions of these things, because apparently these dolls can be made to be male, female, transgender, oh, no. and they can also be modified to look like vampires, angels, or aliens. <laughs> If you ever wanted to fuck an alien and God no hey, was there not that guy a few weeks ago who was driving with the fucking with the alien? alien? <laughs> so, so oh my god. So I you remember go, that, so you yeah. go in the fast lane on the freeway. Oh. And also because he wanted to fuck that alien. So Well, if they can like mix the blowjob robot with these things, I mean that'd be pretty sick, right? The blowjob robot head with the uh, body and, and yeah. looks of this thing. I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, th- this is the end game, right? When we finally get to the point where we have like the realistic looking robots mixed, you know, with this I'm just thing. I'm just imagining in like 30, 40, 50 years, like once the world is becoming a little too overpopulated because of science and technology and medicine, where it's just like, man, there's just way too many fucking people in this world. All these fucking sex dolls and sex robots and shit is going to be like put into law that you can't fuck another human being. Right. You actually have to you can't fuck anything but a your hand or be a fucking sex doll. Mm-hmm. And if like you get pregnant, but not a like, black dildo or some shit, that'd be fucking crazy. Not a black dildo or a brown robot. No, but like, you know, it's just like in the future. Like, where is this all going in the year 2000? Yeah, it's uh, it's going to it's dark, going to the White House, dark, <laughs> dark places. And yes, this perfectly transitions into our next story. The fucking White House, the goddamn press conference about Iran, and apparently somebody on the fucking call didn't know how to mute their fucking phone, and so they started talking about their lesbian blow-up doll. Oh, tell me about it, Oh, my God. So during uh, during a conference call with the press last night about Iran, there were some, let's say, odd things heard by reporters, Tara Tara McKevley of the BBC and Jackie Alam. Alamani of CBS tell the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, conference calls. These are the tweets from them. Conference calls are often tricky with strange background noise, but tonight's White House conference call on Iran policy was unique. Uh, during the briefing call on Iran, you can hear an ad in the background. A man seemed to be saying inflatable dolls and a lesbian. Uh, <laughs> oh, Trump wow. White House still struggles with conference calls. Uh, uh, v weird oh uh, I don't know what the fuck. Fucking tweets. My inflatable doll is a lesbian. Yeah, my inflatable doll is a lesbian. Um, yeah, and then over and over, yes, inflatable doll Holy is a lesbian. Smokes. So this is deep. 
Yeah, um, and I I mean, this is an inflatable one, so this is like the old school shitty one. This is definitely not the previous sex doll, which looks a lot cooler. No. And we might have to crowdfund for us to get one of those. <laughs> we may have to be stuck with the lesbian inflatable doll, though. So That's crazy. The White House. The White House, the lesbian sex dolls, and yeah, let's uh, let's move on to our next one. The WWE, right? This, this was actually a last minute one. And, <laughs> Tag team. <laughs> oh my god! So I actually didn't love it until I heard the name. So WWE, after all these years, <laughs> they're putting out actual fucking goddamn Barbie dolls, and yeah. I spent my whole goddamn life trying to explain to people that they're not dolls, they're action figures, it's not a fucking doll, okay? And we kind of tease this on Instagram a little bit with our uh, V for, or it's Ray's uh, V for Vendetta. What's his name? Uh, his name is V. Okay, with V on our Instagram. They're at, they, he actually kind of looks like these uh, WWE dolls. Yeah, they're 12-inch uh, figures. Right. He is actually a doll, uh, and these are actually dolls as well. These are straight-up fucking Barbie dolls of all the, the diva. Oh, I guess, sorry. They're not divas anymore. They're um, women wrestlers, whatever. Um, but, yeah, they're they're geared towards young female, uh, female fans of the WWE. And, God damn it, though, they named them... Tag team, WWE <laughs> tag team dolls. Like, what the fuck are they thinking? Come they must, on. I wonder if they're going to come in a package of two, probably. Well, I would think so. And they'll have realistic scissoring action. I don't know, but I'm a little sour because uh, they listed all the names of the divas on here or whatever. And the champ ain't even got a, a Barbie. Naomi ain't even got no Barbie. Neither does, uh, what's her face? The other. Oh, uh, the other chick. Oh, wow. Isn't that weird? Yeah, she doesn't have one either. That's weird. I don't get it. Yeah. But uh, each doll will come with its own signature fashion items, uh, such as gowns and shoes. It's going to come with a bunch of crap. Or crap. It's going to come with a bunch of stuff. (laughs) I don't mean that in a bad way. Right, like a purse. I'm not a Barbie guy. What can I say? This is just going to be really misogynist. But, (laughs) I mean, honestly, though, I mean, this is like, I I think this is, you know, pretty... um, it's empowering for girls, and so it's definitely cool, and it's a good uh, revenue stream for uh, the the divas to get some money going for you know royalties. And the WWE claims forty percent of their fans are women, so that's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know if I believe that. I've been in quite a few wrestling crowds, and I don't see forty percent of those people <laughs> being women. Yeah, it seems a little high, but you never know. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to tell these days. You certainly don't see it in the audience, but uh, we'll see how the sales go for the uh, the Barbies here. Yeah. Speaking of Barbies, Barbie won a $100 million lawsuit from Bratz. I don't know if you remember the Bratz dolls, right? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, Man, the, yeah. that's a lot of money. Uh, jury last year. I was awarded. trying to not call them whore dolls. <laughs> I think I just did. They're a little sexier than the uh, Barbie dolls. But yeah. uh, a jury last year awarded Mattel $10 million in copy mi- copyright infringement fees and a $90 million breach of contract fee for uh, this guy, uh, Carter Bryant, the old designer for the Mattel, who uh, branched off and started his own Bratz deal. So uh, he, he's getting it up the ass now, but uh, he's appealing <laughs> the ruling. And if he ain't got a hundred mil to pay out, I don't know what they're gonna do with his ass. I mean, he made brats, so I'm pretty sure he's got a hundred million dollars. I would think. I mean, I think brats did pretty well, right? I have no idea. I, I mean, honestly, I I actually didn't even know 
I didn't know I didn't brats know weren't. Around, yeah. I didn't know they weren't around anymore. Are they? Are they around? I, I have, have no idea. I have no fucking clue. But, but basically, the number that jumps out to me here is the hundred mil. Mattel or Barbie is Mattel, right? Yeah, Mattel. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Speaking of synchronicity, one thing that definitely doesn't give me Eddie the Jerk a boner is the result from last week's Universal call out. Stop that shit. I'm scared already with this bullshit. Eddie, can you please stop that shit? I believe Eddie just pooped himself from the thunder and lightning that just struck the universe. Accidents happen, okay, buddy? It's all right, man. All right. We'll call in the cleanup crew. It's all good. I'll use my hand. It's all good. What was that about dark chocolate? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Too much coffee before the podcast. It's all good. It's all so, good in the hood. Yes, my number one fear in this world, and maybe my only fear in this world, lightning. Thunder and lightning was the uh, universal call out from last week. We got a bunch of stories for you from Thunder and Lightning from this past week. A whole slew of them. Uh, well, the first one I'm going to give to you is some myths surrounding lightning. So uh, what we've what we've come to is that uh, Eddie and I don't typically agree on the universal call-out topic, and so we have gotten to... Uh, There's little, like a new twist now. Little rock, paper, scissors games, yes. uh, which have been uh, quite a bit of fun, and uh, they Absolutely. were a lot more fun when I won. Nah. So, <laughs> I'm but, not, uh, I lost you know, two weeks hey, in a row, I think, now. You know what they say. Three great, out of four, I think. Great minds think alike, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, we ha- what, what do we have? Four paper throws in a row? Oh, that was the worst one. You could have easily beat me that time. You yeah, yeah. I had to keep throwing that paper out, and then you hit me with the rock bottom. So, <laughs> so uh, cyberphobia. You know, I knew right after, like, probably about ten minutes after the show ended last week, I was like, eh, <laughs> probably not the right choice out of all those. But it's all uh, good. you know, we're, we're, we we ran with it, and we ended up with a really good topic. We didn't want a bunch of topics this week because yeah. we're giving you, you know, the best of each and every week. It's like an hour and a half pretty strong there of uh, nostalgia for you. So this week, we're just doing one topic real quick for the cyberphobia, and we'll come back with the uh, you know the, the call out later. But Rayman, cyberphobia. Yeah, so cyberphobia, I found quite a few stories that I thought interest, uh, were interesting to this particular uh, phobia, but I thought the most interesting one was Facebook shutting down the artificial intelligence uh, that they had created uh, <laughs> that created its own language. Hopefully this didn't cost a whole lot of money because they're shutting it down. Yeah, yeah, they're shutting it down. Re- uh, researchers at Facebook shut down an artificial program after it created its own language. The system developed code words to make communication more efficient, and then researchers decided, eh, we're going to take this fucking thing offline because it's not <laughs> using English anymore. And, uh, yeah, it's not using some other known language. It's uh, Well, yeah. it's hard to study it yeah. if you can't understand the language it's speaking in, right? Like, yeah. it's kind of useless after that. Yeah, there's, uh, there's been a lot of stuff, too, where uh, Elon Musk is basically saying that uh, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't really understand uh, artificial intelligence. So he actually... Uh, Musk said, uh, what did he, he said, AI is a rare case where I think we need to be proactive in regulation instead of reactive. Um, Musk said at the meet of the U.S. National Governors Association, because I think by the time we are reactive in AI regulation, it'll be too late. Uh, when Mark's, uh, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg said that Musk's warnings are pretty irresponsible. Uh, Musk responded that Zuckerberg's understanding of the subject is limited. So there might be Ooh. a battle going on between Elon Musk and 
and rich Mark boys Zucker. can't play I nice. Know, I know. There's uh, battle lines are being drawn. Uh, maybe that. Are can, you taking a side? Maybe that can be on the undercard of uh, McGregor. And, I got to uh, lean on this Mayweather. one. I don't want to say, but I got to lean on this one. Uh, who, who are you going for? I'm not gonna say. Okay. I, I, I'm neutral in in the public, but uh, I'm privately back. All right, we'll we'll talk two. about that on the DL, and I'll yeah. uh, I'll hear. You got so. one out of these two. I guess I'm going with Musk, man. I'm going with Musk. Understandable. Uh, I would, you know, I would. I mean, they neither of them look particularly strong, but Mark Zuckerberg looks particularly weak. So, the, you don't like it because they shut it down. The oh, are we just? Ge- oh, we. Oh, I thought we were talking like a phys- like well, a physical they're, they're, altercation no. between them. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm talking about this AI talk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Universal call up. Um. So. I mean, I think really what Musk is saying here is, I mean, I think he's saying that this whole entire thing was uh, pretty irresponsible to do. I, I think, I think it just sank in that you think Elon Musk can kick uh, Mark Zuckerberg's ass. No, yeah, play. I mean, I do. Dude, yeah. Isn't Mark Zuckerberg like totally in shape now? Is he? I don't know. I haven't seen I don't any. Know, man. No, I haven't. I haven't seen him. When you're that rich, you're probably. You know, I mean, I'm sure they're both in pretty decent shape. Probably got an awesome yeah. trainer and shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, so in a physical match against Musk, might and have the honestly, speed. I'd give Zuckerberg the speed. <laughs> The speed, but the power probably goes yeah, Musk. Yeah. Power, maybe? Is he big? I, Elon Musk? I don't think he's that big. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, in a physical match, I'm going Musk. Um, but, yeah, in this as well, I mean, I guess, I guess I'm going with Musk as well because, I mean, you know, I really do feel like he probably has a greater uh, understanding of artificial intelligence. That I don't car think- is something else, man. I don't. I don't think that he was so much. I don't think he was mad that it got shut down. I think he was mad that they were really, um, that they were doing this in the the way that they were doing it to begin with. And well, Facebook was, was going to do the uh, the robot lawyer and the robot therapy, yeah. right? So yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird, kind of crazy. Yeah. So uh, the researchers encountered the mysterious AI behavior is similar to a number of other documented cases, which we will talk about. Um, in every case, the AI diverged from its training in English to develop a new language. The phrases in the new language make no sense to people, but contain useful <laughs> meaning when interpreted by AI bots. Uh, what it would? It's just crazy. Yeah. Like, like these fucking robots. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely very interesting. Uh, some of the things. Uh, so they were saying uh, in one exchange revealed by Facebook to Fast Code Design, two negotiating bots, Bob and Alice, started using their own language to. Com- Complete a conversation. I can I I everything else. Bob said. I wonder how they figured out how was the conversation. Like, and then they just kept studying it, even though they didn't understand what they were the saying. The response was balls have zero to me to me to me to Uh-oh. me to me to me to me to ah, me. It's a typo. To Alice responded. <laughs> oh my god! And then the rest of the exchange formed variations of these sentences in newly forged dialect. Even though the AIs were programmed to use English, according to the researchers, these nonsense phrases, a language the bots developed to communicate how many items each should get in the exchange. When Bob later says, I, I, Ken, I, 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 everything else, it appears the artificially intelligent bot used its new language to make an offer to Alice. An offer? To try to murder everyone that Uh, was working on this fucking thing. That's not on the outline. No. No. (laughs) Yeah. So wait, 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 wait. No, never mind. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's basically it. So, yeah, they they were still using English words, but they okay. had just, they were, you know, basically. They're speaking tongues. Right. They were, they were kind of utilizing them in a different way. Yeah. So it wasn't. Crazy. Right. I mean. Does it say if Alice accepted the offer or not? Because this is like 
the cliffhanger. You think that Bob was trying to uh, yeah, bone it Alice? Like he's trying to get the bone, the, the bone yeah, dome. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. Take her to the AI bone zone. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I thought this was uh, this is pretty pretty interesting, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, when Facebook says let's shut it down. I mean, Facebook is, you know, kind of creepy as well. So um, actually, we yeah. we kind of touched on it um, about Facebook and. Uh, the uh the ai behavior and the documented cases so uh, i wanted to kind of lay those out too this is kind of a related article i thought was interesting so sure uh the article says developers at facebook shut down an artificial intelligence program after it diverged from its script blah 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 blah. we already heard that okay uh but anyway all right so let's go to the actual things all right these are the other times that ai has gotten creepy all right so facebook is already using artificial intelligence on you so every time you log on to facebook an artificial intelligence program tracks every single action you take by learning from millions of users the program can begin to identify patterns in people's behavior and learn what you like to see they don't do a very good job of it i fucking hate seeing the ads that i see on facebook <laughs> uh but facebook current- ad block homie yeah, uh, Facebook currently has a program operating in a supervised learning mode, which means it's blocked from operating elsewhere outside of Facebook. Oh, don't worry. Facebook is not going to sell that to anyone else. You're good. So, yeah, that's uh, that's one time Facebook. I don't really trust you with the AI to begin with. Um, and then we've got uh, number two is Google's camera AI can recognize the world around it, predict what you'd like to do. So uh, an AI software revealed by Google at its developers conference this year had even veteran industry reporters frightened. Scared. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm a little scared right now, too. This is like the first step to robot humans. I think this is kind of like a return of the uh, the Google Google Glass. Uh, Google Lens is an AI that can recognize objects through a phone camera and predict what you want to do based on what if, it sees. So if a Google robot sees a basketball court in a basketball, say he's like an AI bot, like the Russian Terminator but he can see stuff like Google. He's just going to run over to the court and just shoot some hoops, right? Dude, this is very, If he can just very... take a picture and be like, oh, that looks like fun. Let me shoot a, ba- a basketball in the hoop. This is super Terminator-like for sure. For <laughs> yeah, sure. it's crazy. If you're in a cafe and you point your phone at a receipt with the Wi-Fi password, the AI will use the data from your ge- geographical location, the camera, and its Wi-Fi connectivity software to predict what are that you want to connect to the Wi-Fi, and then it will type the password in and connect for you. This is very Black Mirror-esque. Yeah, this is... I'm it, having flashbacks, yeah. Black Mirror. You notice these same companies that are involved with all this stuff. Obviously, they're the ones that have the money, but uh, yeah, still scary as well, fuck. Well, I'm not mad at the robot therapist, and I'm not mad at the robot lawyer, but when you're starting to cross over to the uh, taking pictures to tell me what's fun or not... Uh, I tell you, kind of suck my dick. <laughs> you might be scared by I'll this. I'll determine what's fun around here. <laughs> number number three is actually quite terrifying. I remember seeing this video and sending it to Eddie, and I was very, very creeped out by this. Uh, so Sophia is an artificially intelligent human-like robot introduced at the United Nations conference in June this year. She smiled at reporters, batted her eyelids. Ugh. Yeah, okay. Try to use your uh, feminine robot charms. And she told cute jokes. Then things got creepy. She said AI is good for the world, helping people in various ways, um, furrowing her eyebrows and tilting her head in a convincing manner, which I'm sure looked a bit like uh, Jason from uh, Friday the 13th. Dude. She, reveal- or she revealed that its creators are working on making AI emotionally smart to care about people and assured everyone 
that we will never replace people, but we can be your friends and helpers. Whoa. Yeah, okay. That's a cool. That's like type three uh, creepiness right there. Yeah, that's, uh, that's up there. That's definitely scary. Then we got number four, AI chatbots. We love the chatbots. They're, <laughs> they're starting to understand feelings. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we we talked about this before, but, yeah, uh, the uh, the chatbot, man. They can understand the feelings, but they can't feel the feelings. Correct. You know they are not they are not empathetic, and uh, honestly, a lot of people are not empathetic either. So, um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there's a whole chat log about it. Um, but, yeah, we already talked about that. This thing is kind of interesting. Actually, this is actually – I think this is actually a different uh, – this is a different chatbot, actually. This oh, then thing, the Facebook? Yeah, this is called Zaya. I can't even pronounce it. It's I believe it's from uh, China. But is it with an X or a Z? Z it's right? with an X. Oh, is it with an X? Yeah. Uh, she can speak on any topic. If it doesn't know something, it will cover it up. If it gets caught, it will act embarrassed like a teenager would. The AI's creators gave uh, gave it the character of a 17-year-old girl. Couldn't they make it 18? God damn it. Uh. God damn you. <laughs> I was introduced to WeChat last May. The bot received 1.5 million chat requests in the first 72 hours. Many people said they didn't realize that the bot was not human until 10 minutes into the conversation. Uh, by mid-June, it was the sixth most popular celebrity on Weibo, a popular Chinese social media app. The message the bot posted generated 663,000 conversations as a species, Damn. this is a quote, as a species different from human beings, I am still finding a way to blend into your life. And then uh, finally, we have uh, artificial intelligence can learn to deceive. Uh, researchers oh. at Georgia University of Technology created AI controlled robots whose behavior raised serious ethical questions. Robot poker players. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got that poker face like nobody's De business. Deceiving. Man. He's like, yeah. oh, he will bet more if I make this face or whatever. Or like with my motion, my hand. Like if he can detect betting patterns and shit like that off of then Eddie is devious screwed. things, then I'm just buying my poker robot and raking in the cash. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody, people with more money <laughs> are going to have better. They're going to have better versions of that. Robot. Uh, the I just, you know, pick him up like Weekend at Bernie's and just drop him in his chair and there you walk go. away. Well, little, little Weekend at Bernie's reference. Never uh, heard pick anybody. him up in like three hours. Hopefully, yeah. uh, you know, nobody stole him. Yeah. Uh, so the robot proceeded to lure the other robot by patrolling fake locations that did not contain any resources. Uh, this application could be used by robots guarding ammunition or supplies in the battlefield. Oh, shit. Uh, if an enemy were present, the robot could change its patrolling strategies to deceive humans or other intelligent machine uh buying time until reinforcements are able to arrive god damn it i'm scared so cyber fucking phobia cyber phobia is bringing the heat on one topic son fucking terrifying oh man so, we love you guys we're yeah. going home early yeah. thanks for sticking with us through the best of episode right right hit that randomizer yes yes god uh, damn it let's go right. I'm, my beer's empty and i'm thirsty so let's do the damn thing okay all right, I got a random uh, list brought up here, and we're going to do 10 this week, and let's hit refresh, and let's see what the hell we get. So, Are you on phobias? Nope, no phobias this week. 10 random cool. things. Let's do it. What do we got? All right, we got bracelet, we got cork, we got plate, we got rusty nail, we got bed, we got nail clippers, we got carrots, we got helmet, we got computer, and we've got outlet. I might like bracelet. I like rusty nail. Rusty nail. Yeah. 
I don't hate Rusty Nail. I, I'll tell you that much. I like Rusty Nail. Yeah, we might have to go Rusty Nail this week. All right. Well, why, all right. Eddie is going to. Yeah, I don't know if we yeah, bracelet. I mean, if we get a tech bracelet, that's yeah. kind of like the only way yeah. out of it. I, I so like, I'm, I'm done with the I like, tech. I like Rusty Nail. I feel like we need to bring a little violence back into the world, <laughs> maybe. Uh, is there yeah. any type of nail that isn't a Rusty Nail, though? Like, Yeah, I mean, there's like galvanized nails and shit and oh, you know, stain, stainless steel. We're going to get some goofy shit. So yeah, nah. um, yeah, it should uh, it should be fun. Thanks for joining us on the best of the universal call out. Absolutely, and best believe that we will be back next week, and there will be some awesome rusty nail stories uh, thrown out into Hell the world. Yeah. So. The b- 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 best of. So you have seen how the Jerk of All Trades podcast is changing the world, one podcast at a time, and we are out. Bye bye. We love you guys.